And we're back. Thank God. Wow. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Superhero Fatigue. I am your host, Ren Malone, joined by my co-hosts. Jacob Helker. Christian Cook. And uh, it's it's been a little bit. Uh, first off, sorry, uh, both of you. And more importantly, um, we didn't actually fix the issue that caused us to go on the hiatus. No, we did not. The issue uh, is just not happening right now, it and we were tired stopped. of not doing the podcast. <laughs> it just stopped. Yeah, yeah I've got I've got a laptop that I've had for less than a year, and uh, I I use it solely for this podcast, which means I'm not getting on the internet. So there's no questionable viruses or anything like that podcast coming into hub. play here. Pod hub. Pod hub. <laughs> yeah, there's. <laughs> Nothing like that. Jeez. I don't know why it just suddenly was like the the screen wasn't even coming on. It would kind of flicker, and uh, so the whole laptop was useless. And then one day I opened it, and it was fine. And it's acted a little bit questionable since, but anyway, it's uh, it's running well enough for us to do this. So if it yeah. messes up again, um, then nobody is gonna hear this. We actually ended. We were recording this episode, yeah, uh, and we got about an hour, an hour and a half into it, and the computer just started updating itself, which oh. it updated last night. So, whew, I really hope it's not going to try anything yeah, yeah, shenanigans. So but. we were going to try it again uh, a couple of days later, and I opened up Rin's laptop, and the screen was just like just doing like crazy. It turned into a wasp. It, yeah, his. It turned into Waspinator and from Beast Wars. Me, and I've been in the hospital for the past <laughs> two months, and that is why we haven't done the podcast, teacher. <laughs> teacher? <laughs> I mean, to be fair... My dog ate my podcast. Like, I did just have mouth surgery. Like, I'm still in recovery. Oh, my gosh. Are you okay? No. Uh, we're actually starting to GoFundMe for Christian's mouth. I had a whole tooth pulled. It's been a big ordeal. You oh, donate. That's right. You did actually. I, yeah, yeah. I thought you were just being silly. No. If you donate at least eighteen shekels to this GoFundMe, Christian will send you disgusting pictures of the inside of his mouth that you didn't ask him to send you, but he did anyway. AJ wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give the people what they want, and they want to see my gum hole. Not only that, but you have to give the people something that they never wanted. Speaking of giving people what they want, we are here to discuss The Incredible Hulk tonight. Again! Yeah. 2009's The Incredible 2009, Hulk? I believe, maybe 2008. I don't know. Honestly, this is the most forgettable MCU movie. It is. Which yeah. is a shame, because it's I'd not agree. bad. Yes. But like, this is like the red-headed stepchild. It is. Of the MCU. Yeah, I mean, I think that it kind of has a lot to do with the fact that they changed uh, actors later on in yeah. the development. And so it was like, I think maybe it'll bring it back in a bigger way later on. But now they're kind of trying to like, it's it was like an, an accustoming, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're trying to get people used to the new actor. And, and so you almost want to forget that this movie happened. Yeah. Pretty and much. I yeah. Mean, I get that. And it doesn't really tie into anything else. It's, it's the Phantom Menace of... The Marvel Universe, yeah. yeah. In a way. Without it, the rest of it, it would work. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, it's directed by I think you pronounce it Louis Leterrier. He's French, and he's done nothing but mediocre at best movies. Uh, he did Now You See Me and um, Transporter, Transporter Two, 
Clash of the Titans. A lot of yeah, like I liked Now You See Me. A lot of dumb visual movies. Uh, probably his best one, in my opinion, is uh, Danny the Dog or Unleashed with Jet Li. I have not seen either one of those. Nope. It's got Jet Li and Morgan Freeman in it. Ooh. So, you know, that's I like the sound of that. that right. Weird enough that I'd be into it. Yeah. It's very. It's weirdly <laughs> likable. Um. And the late Bob Hoskins. God rest his soul. Oh, God rest I his soul. I didn't love. realize Bob Hoskins was dead. Yeah. Does anybody know why they didn't bring uh, Ed Norton back? What, what's the definitive explanation as for that? As far as I know, and it's really kind of murky, Ed Norton wanted like way more money. See, like way more. What I heard was... Because it's, it's a fact, or it's a known fact, that he was doing rewrites every... like while they were filming yeah and he was filming a lot of stuff himself he had a lot of control and the studios marvel studios and uh universal i think they were clashing with him and uh he realized that he would be missing out on a lot of opportunities to do more respectable or critically praised films in the future so he didn't want to get tied down so it was kind of like they were okay with him going, and he was okay with leaving. Right, but yeah. then Mark Ruffalo got cast as Hulk and went on to make Spotlight. Who was the original um, choice. Was oh, he no really? kidding. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, well, I mean, that That's... makes sense. He's great in the role. I know. Louis Leterrier that... wanted to cast him. That did always seem like a weird choice to me, recasting Mark Ruffalo, but I can't think of anybody else now. You know what I mean? This isn't really one of those roles for me where it's like, oh, well, he's just the defining guy to play no, Bruce Banner. No, but I mean, within the current, like, within the current universe, the way that it works and everything, I think Mark Ruffalo is great. Yeah, and, and we're so, so many movies in, it's yeah, hard to absolutely. imagine yeah, like, he's, someone he's else. He's made the role his own, which hopefully they'll bring the Hulk back in a bigger way because of that, you know? Yeah, which well, I guess they, they arguably have. have with yeah. uh, well, but Black I mean, Rock, I mean, Rock, but, the Avengers. But, but I mean, as far as like Hulk features. Oh, what, well, that's I really, not going to happen for a long time. I, I, I that's really, all rights oh, issues. Oh, I guess, I guess wait, they have, wait. I guess they have. But we're also talking about Disney, which is slowly like Absorbing enveloping everything. the world. Yes, yeah. it's <laughs> moving like Galactus across the universe <laughs> and just sucking everything but like, up. So like a giant Galactus. cloud hey nice yes. <laughs> but yeah uh marvel owns like like they get to make the movie they have complete creative control and everything but universal actually owns the distribution rights oh so marvel can spend all the money they want to make the movie and then universal can say okay we're going to make it direct to dvd one dollar walmart bin you know with the clear uh with like the clear planning that goes into the marvel like the marvel cinematic universe movies you would think that some of these rights issues would have been hashed out a little earlier. It seems weird that they're well, doing it in well, the middle of production. Well, because they sold off all these properties back in the 90s that's, to save themselves that's, from bankruptcy. That's what I mean. But but in the late 2000s, whenever they started doing uh, – whenever they began the Marvel Cinematic Universe and you started seeing this framework being laid, you would think that's the time to hash out these rights issues. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you know Disney's just got – all the money and all the lawyers yeah, like to just like well, sit down. Money well, is not a problem for Disney. Even before they were owned by Disney. Yeah. Because I don't think Disney bought them until 2012. But on the other hand, you've got like the Adam West Batman was not able to be released on DVD until like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And that show came out in the 60s yeah. because there were rights issues. And uh, it just yeah. Could not uh, get resolved. The Beatles weren't allowed to be on uh, Spotify until late like December 2015. Yeah, like I was I mean, on my Christmas cruise the day they put 
The oh, look at Mr. Fancy over here on his Christmas cruise. <laughs> Good Christmas cruise. That sounds cruise. like a Tim Allen comedy. Christmas cruise. <laughs> Christmas cruise. <laughs> the Santa cruise. The Santa cruise. <laughs> <laughs> it's anyway, like the Sweet Life on Santa Deck spinoff. So, and it's starring like a, a Hispanic actor who's... Name in the movie is Santa Cruz. <laughs> he, he knocks Santa Claus off the top of the cruise ship, and now he's the new Santa, <laughs> Santa <Claus>. Cruz. <laughs> Boys, we need to go into the oh movie making gosh, business. Right. Call Disney. <laughs> They're green lighting anyway, everything. Uh, the, in conclusion to this introduction, uh, copyright is stupid. Copyrights are stupid. Yes, they are. All right. Anyway, let's get down to let's the get to it. Brass tacks, boys. All right. Uh, the movie opens with like this sort of. Uh, like ham, handheld cam, sort of blurry or whatever footage of how the Hulk, how Bruce Banner became the yeah, Hulk. Yeah, it's sort of like an opening montage. Yeah, a lot of it's POV because um, they don't want to spoil what the Hulk looks like just yet. Or yeah. Um, anyway, Even though he, he's in all the trailers. And this is, I remember when we in the poster <laughs> when we previously attempted this recording, we talked about how Bruce. This origin really needs the comic book origin of a bomb going off because that is that's the origin you need for the Hulk, this giant rage machine. It's so fitting. And instead they have this like they did this with the previous Hulk movie that they made in like 2003 or whatever. Yeah. And um, it's just like sitting in a lab and being blasted with gamma radiation until he turns into the Hulk. And I think that, I think that that's like what they were trying to do was update it because, you know, back whenever the Hulk was conceptualized, you know, uh, uh, like things that were radioactive and nuclear weapons, that was like, it was fairly new, you know, it was like a fairly new thing. And so it was kind of all the rage to talk about it and to like fantasize about it in fiction and stuff. And so especially when you're thinking atom bombs, like that's the mm-hmm. ultimate power that you can think of, which now, of course, you know, we can do all kinds of stuff with radiation. Oh, yeah. And sure. so, it, I mean, I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to, like, kind of modernize it a little bit. Um, Even so, I love the, like, giant monster movie type origin. I oh, think it still absolutely. works. Yeah, I, I think that that works better. For this I, kind I of movie. It feels like, like, a, like the Hulk has always been sort of like one of the closest things the comics have to, like, a kaiju Pretty much. Like yeah. Monster and he's unstoppable. Created. Yeah. But Aside I mean, from two, like Fing, Fing, Fang, Fing, Fang, Fung, but he's an alien. So he doesn't even count. Whatever with that thing. I don't. <laughs> I like Fing, Fang, Fung. But yeah, I think that, like, I see what they were trying to do, but I think the Hulk, it makes sense for, like, the origin of the Hulk to be, like, violent. And yeah. Because the Hulk is violent, you know yeah. what I mean? He's violent and uncontrolled, and I think an A-bomb, I think that's a great way to do it. It sucks that they didn't, but I get it. That's, this... I mean, that's one of the things from, because uh, a lot of the MCU movies pull things from the original comics yeah. and the Ultimate comics, and that's something they did in the Ultimate comics, was Bruce Banner was like trying to remake the Super Soldier formula and all that, and so that's where these movies are getting mm. it. But even then, it's stupid, because... They like overcompensated like his weak origin by making him like a cannibal and things like that. Yeah, and so the it's ultimate like comics jump the shark thing. so yeah. quick oh, with yeah. stupidity. Oh man, I the know. Only thing it's that just it's good shock value. Yeah, yeah, like come on, it's not gritty. It's not gritty. Come on. No, it's so it's stupid. Captain it's just, America it's just... holding a dude and saying, "Do you think this A stands for France?" I don't need that. It's just pockets. I, yeah. It's pockets and lines. That's what you are. Mm-hmm. Ultimate universe. 
Brian it's, Michael Bendis. It's every single Marvel character being like a bro, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's like the most annoying and terrible version of somebody that Wolverine you can imagine. Wolverine and Spider-Man switch minds in the comic. And Wolverine, a grown man, tries to sleep with 15-year-old Mary Jane while he's in Peter Parker's body. Yeah. Edgy. Dark. <laughs> um, I've got... This is explained later in the movie, but in my notes I said... The bomb was an accident. What could they possibly have been trying to accomplish in a lab by strapping this guy to a chair and filling his body with gamma radiation? Because <laughs> you don't know at the beginning of the movie what they're trying to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, anyway, he hulks out for the first time in this opening scene and uh, hurts his girlfriend pretty badly. And her dad is this big-time army general. And uh, he makes it his mission to hunt down Bruce because he wants to use him as like this military weapon basically he wants yeah. to weaponize the hulk and also he just hates bruce for i guess what he did to betty but i mean i think that plays less and less of a role in his oh uh, absolutely yeah absolutely plans yeah it just as it time just, goes on yeah it just becomes like a vendetta yeah after a while because he keeps he keeps eluding him and keeps eluding him Pretty which much. is yeah which is a lot what this first uh this first little bit is about is eluded yet again Alluded yet again. The mustachio general story. Um, so then we pick up with Bruce in Brazil. And uh, he is watching television to try mm-hmm. to learn Portuguese. And he's basically taking these lessons to try to learn how to control his anger where he gets slapped across the face and oh, does man. breathing techniques. There's, I, I don't know what it is about <sighs> getting slapped in the face that's so like primally infuriating. But Man. even watching that happen to him, I could feel my pulse just like do 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 do. Just like you feel you feel it lighten up yeah. in your cheeks. That... Yeah, I felt I felt like the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I was I was angry watching it, <laughs> and also uh, so he's showing him how to control like his anger. Oh, he's no. showing him how to control his anger, and he's telling him, "Don't breathe from your chest. Emotion is in your chest. Breathe from your diaphragm." And then this, like, I guess he's like a jujitsu instructor or something. He I does some weird shit with his stomach. Oh like, man! His, yeah. He's like rolling his stomach and like if you've it's ever like watched sucking it in all the way yeah. and rolling it. It too. is it is gross. If you've ever watched like a late night exercise machine infomercial where they talk about strengthening your core, at one point he sucks in. In like this really weird way, and I'm pretty sure we see his core. It's disgusting. Oh, like that. It's it's yeah. It's like it's like he it's sucks like he's got a handle. and there's like a pillar. Yeah, there's like a can, pillar yeah, inside of him. You can grab yeah. him like luggage. <laughs> it is disgusting. Yeah, it's gross, dude. <laughs> Why they put this in grab the movie? Him like luggage. <laughs> look at him, dude. Um, As I frantically look up how to say luggage in Portuguese for my next joke. Lugage. Lugage. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. Um, but, um, so Bruce, yeah, he works as like a day laborer in a soda factory and he can't be put on payroll, even though he's clearly way too smart to be doing this manual labor because then his name will end up in some system and the military will be able to track him down. Yeah. Um, but while he's working there, he gets bullied by these guys and it's like a high school bully thing going on where he's by his locker getting ready for for work (laughs) and they're like shoving him into his locker i know and this this the leader like the ringleader of the guy the guys who bully him this guy looks like he's about 30 years older than edward norton and in much worse shape this guy looks like he has drank 
all day, every day for his entire life. He does not look, he really doesn't look that strong. He looks unhealthy. He's like an and unhealthy a, Brazilian weasel. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your lunch money, Chris. I had, is, like, we were talking about it before the podcast, uh, people who were just born to play one role. Yeah. And this is like, <coughs> this is his role because he's just got this voice too, like, hey, gringo. Like, just, <laughs> I mean, that's not an exaggeration. That's yeah, just that's, what he He sounds. really does talk like that, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, he's he's very well cast for this part. Yeah, absolutely. Even though he looks like uh Edward Norton could beat his ass. He looks amazing. Which mind you, I understand I understand that Edward Norton like or like you know, Bruce Banner in this movie, he's trying not to get angry. He doesn't sure. want to hulk out. Um And Norton's not exactly an American history X shape, but No, he's, but he's in great shape for he's sure. He's still in pretty yeah. 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 Yeah, he looks he looks cut. He does a couple stomach rolls. Yeah, he here also and does there. stomach rolls, which is <laughs> equally as disgusting. You see his happy trail like rustling. <laughs> rustling. <laughs> so um then I guess on the opposite end of the spectrum of the bully, uh Bruce Banner also works with one of the most gorgeous women oh I God. can imagine. Yeah, oh my she, this, God. This woman is stunning. This woman would never work in a factory in real life. Yeah. It's I, just not, it's not going to happen. Yeah, that was, that was one of my first thoughts. Like, look, this, this woman, if the, if a casting agent smelled this woman's perfume through a bathroom door, he would bang on that bathroom door and be like, I know you're hot in there. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> come out here and don't ever do work. <laughs> don't ever do work. She, Jesus. <laughs> There's no way, like, the way people treat this woman wouldn't have completely destroyed her personality at this point of yeah. her life. <laughs> she would be a horrible person to be yeah. around because she everyone would, would want to treat her yeah, so well. She, this woman is, tr- she is truly beautiful. Oh She's my gorgeous. God. Yeah. So no, I, there's no going to work. It makes me wonder later in the movie why he even considers going back to Betty Brandt. Or Betty Ross. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I that's think you did Spider-Man. that last time I think we were so. recording this. <laughs> I think so. Not to mention this lady looks like she's just been spritzed down before every oh, single scene. I know. She, or she oiled looks, up or something. Just... She looks attractively sweaty. Definitely. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what? Maybe don't go to work glistening. Like <laughs> I don't know. She's she's working a manual job, so she of course she's going to sweat. But, but also she cooked bacon this morning and it just popped all over her. <laughs> um. So he is like, while he's at work, he fixes this button that controls the conveyor belt. And his uh, boss tells him he's too smart for day labor or whatever. But uh, that makes at least two people who are too something to be working here. (laughs) (laughs) And then he cuts his thumb on the metal box the button's connected to, which causes a a drop of blood to fall. Apparently it took the visual effects guys a year to create this shot. Okay. Which, man, what, what a waste of time. I'm sorry, but... I could have done without it. I mean... It's impressive, I guess, but but it yeah. adds nothing to this story. Yeah, that's a lot of money you're spending. Mm-hmm. Just do it in slow-mo or something and show it drop hitting down yeah. below. I don't know. Anything other than just yeah. wasting Just the add like a... Sound. <laughs> <Bloop>. <laughs> just add him cutting his hand and then very faintly you hear... Out of the side of his mouth. Bloop. Um, Saved you guys $100,000. But because Bruce has this irradiated blood that will make him hulk out and stuff, uh, he rushes down to go wipe up the blood. Yeah. Which, if I am the boss of this factory and one of my workers 
cuts himself on accident and then freaks out about how they have to stop the conveyor belt and go like wipe up that blood. I think I'm I'm letting that guy go. Like I, I don't what do think, you have in your blood? I don't think you can fire people for things like that. I, That's so I, Well, think I, about it. If if <laughs> he he knows Bruce is smart, maybe he just thinks, "Okay, Bruce knows he cut himself, the blood might have landed in the soda." And you, we don't maybe want to serve our customers' very, blood. Maybe he's very fastidious. I suppose, but you know what? You can't fire someone for that in the U.S. In Brazil, yeah, okay. I don't know what I, I don't know what probably... South American labor laws are like. in Brazil. Let's I hold feel on. Like let's look it up. Let's fire look at someone for anything. Hold on. Stop the podcast. Stop the. Po- this is the part where we take a forty-five minute break to look up. <laughs> South American American labor laws. laws. All right, guys, we're back. It turns out, according to Article C, Section 17F. No, now say that in Portuguese. Okay, don't. don't. That is Spanish, you racist bastard. I don't know. Olando Amigosos? It's very close to Spanish, if I remember correctly. That's disgusting, what you just did. I don't. I didn't mean it that Anyway, way. so Bruce wipes up the blood, but he misses a little bit of it that gets into one of the bottles, and it's shipped off to the U.S., and um, at lunchtime, his his bullies are, like, sexually harassing Martina, the incredible hottie. <laughs> and uh, Banner steps in to get her out of the situation, and Super Creep shoves him, and he's, Banner says... Uh, don't make me hungry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry in Portuguese because he's learning. And he so can't. does he say "Hola amigos," "Hola hola amigos." What is? Th- I don't know what Portuguese is. Christian, what? Why are you? Why are you pretending to speak a different language? This is some racist stuff that I, you're doing right now. I, I assume uh, it was close to Spanish. Anyway, yeah, it's and it's played for laughs. Like he's, it, it's it's pretty funny. It definitely made me chuckle. Because yeah. he's like, oh, wait, that's not right. Yeah. So it, it really is pretty funny. Um, but uh, hold on. Let's just go ahead and let this silence play out for a second so I can cut the weird kind of awkward moment where we didn't have anything to talk about because you're the person who drives I know what you're saying. Shut story. up. <laughs> <laughs> so the boss stops the fight before it actually becomes a fight. And Bruce runs off with Martina. Roll credits. <laughs> Perfect ending to this movie. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if he gets only. the girl and he's in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, yes. that sounds like a great time. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, as we find out later, he can't actually have sex uh, because it speeds up his heart too much and he will hulk out and oh, yeah, murder someone in a horrible way. Yeah, no, murder, murder someone in a way that you're going to read about in a Ripley's Believe It or Not book that you stole from the library decades from this now. This woman was ripped in half. <laughs> narrated, by, narrated by Stan Lee, I, or narrated by uh, uh, Jeff Bridges from Iron Man, I guess. <laughs> this woman was ripped in half. <laughs> Tony Stark ripped this woman in half in a cave. With a box, box of scraps. scraps. <laughs> the only thing left of her was a box of scraps. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh. So. 
he uh, he then makes a, a pickup from his dealer. He's he's trying to get something. He's trying to find a cure, which is like that's how yeah. he spends his days while he's on the run is just trying to stay off the grid, lay low, and find a cure for his uh, disease. disease. I guess virus is it a virus? I don't no, know. it's it's radiation, so it's a mutation. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I guess it's his DNA. How does he not have a lot of loose skin? That's do, something I've always wondered. How do his wondered. teeth grow? <laughs> like, there are so many questions behind the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. how does, does his hair also grow? I imagine. Turning... <laughs> how does he not have a tiny Edward Norton hairstyle on the top of a bald Hulk head? Well, imagine, like... <laughs> like, the uncomfortable feeling of your teeth growing. Like, I imagine that would be the one thing is the Hulk. Like, your whole body is, like, bones are getting bigger and stuff, and it's just, it hurts really bad. But teeth growing and shrinking has got to be so weird. No, thank you. I won't imagine that, because that's (laughs) horrific. Go on. And then he gets on the computer, and he chats with someone named Mr. Blue, who is a professor somewhere who's trying to help him find this cure. Yeah, so... so, He'll he'll kind of send the results of you know he'll try it on himself or he'll take a sample of his blood he looks at it under a microscope if he sees good results he'll yeah. uh, I guess email send the data to Mr. Yeah, Blue yeah yeah he he sends Telegraph. it back to him and yeah and I think Telegraph. Mr. Blue kind of studies gamma radiation yeah, to a certain yeah, yeah. degree yeah. and so he can offer up like advice on ways to try to cure it since he can't exactly do a lot Which, of research himself. by the way if you haven't seen this movie the actor who plays Mr. Blue later on is one of my favorite actors right. and somebody who I don't think Ren likes very much. He's he's not my favorite. Yeah, I like him. I, lo- I in fact love I love him. Yeah. I love him. He was really good in uh, Colossal that came out last year. I haven't seen it. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about it whenever we get to him. Yeah. Whenever uh, I think of his voice, I think of Oh brother, where art thou? And Holes. So you gave it away. No, how many people know that actor's name? Come on. Okay, I guess so. They're probably trying to put it together, too. Who knows? Um, the kind of guys who listen to a podcast like this do. Well, we've only got two people listening. And of those two, one of them I call mom. And I know for a fact she has no idea who the hell we're talking about. So he he tries this flower that he picks up. He it turns it into like a supposed antidote. Yeah. And it seems like it works, but uh, we're just over 10 minutes into a movie called The Incredible Hulk, so I don't think it does work. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder then, if the movie will be over. I wonder if the plot is solved at the end of this scene. <laughs> roll credits. There we go. Martina walks in. Roll credits. <laughs> that is the perfect ending right there. Oh, he it cures worked. himself. Hot Brazilian girl walks in. Oh, it worked. Hello, Mr. Banner. Do 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 um anyway so and he's looking at it under the microscope and you see the cells like go away the green in his cells go away and then it comes back and it shatters the glass from his spine (laughs) which is so stupid first off no i i hate the way that like movies have always done like whenever dna mutates spider-man it like gets wrapped up by this other color that's not the way any of that is. It's, it's as bad as, like, hacking scenes. Yeah, it is. It is. It is literally, ha- it's just hacking. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. It really, yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's all, it's usually, like, not great CGI. Yeah. Uh, and also, 
what I want to know is, did the stuff that he put on his cells, did it, did he somehow make his own cells angry? And that's why his cells hold out? I think they <laughs> reacted angrily, but like the cell, cellular version of anger. <laughs> which is popping, which is blowing up a microscope slide. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so pissed I could just... <laughs> and then Bruce gets seven years of bad luck. Womp womp. Well, so, he gets the rest of this movie full of bad luck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> then we get to uh, Thunderbolt Ross, mm. the general who's after Bruce, and Bruce's uh, old flame, Betty, her dad. Yeah. Um, this is Butterball William Hurt. So uh, Thunderbolt gets this report about a possible gamma poisoning in New York. Cut to Stan the Man Lee drinking that sweet Brazilian soda. And thankfully, not talking. Thankfully, I hate Stanley. He says, talking. "Wow!" Oh, does he? <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Because he drinks it and goes, "Wow!" <laughs> and then the camera kind of pans away, and all I was thinking was Stanley <laughs> looking down because <laughs> he does. He looks, he drops it, and then he looks down, and what sort of effect this is having on an old man? <laughs> Stan Stanley's partially hulking out. <laughs> okay. Oh, Madge. <laughs> I have no idea what his wife's name is. But... You wouldn't like me when I'm horny. <laughs> his wife just died, you Excelsior. guys. <laughs> Made a true believer out of me. You guys respect him. Nuff said. <laughs> this movie is built on the house of Stan Lee. The house of M. Show him respect. And definitely not Steve. <laughs> Did you say the house of him? Was that a House of M. M reference? Yes. Nice. I like Definitely that. not built on the house of also Steve Ditko. Of also or Steve Ditko. Or Jack Kirby. Yeah. I'm not saying Stan Lee wasn't sort of like Hacks, both of them. Swindly. Swindly. But Stan Lee, Stan Lee is a weasel. Stan Lee is a weasel. Was. He's just a happy old man now. It is heavily implied, though, that suddenly his body is working in ways it hasn't worked in years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, it is. So after after Thunderball gets that report, he assembles a team, including Emil Blonsky, who was uh, only born in Russia in this version. Yeah. But I think in the comics, he's full-blown so. Russian. I could not remember his name until you said it just now, and I appreciate it. He's just abomination here. My name Blonsky. is Emil Blonsky. 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 <laughs> oh, man. The last thing Jacob and I need is a Russian character in a movie. Yeah, we, have- we will let ourselves go a little we bit. have a way we have a way of doing russian accents just when quoting movies for oh some my God. stupid it makes no sense stupid reason at all we just <laughs> lines are funnier to us when we switch them to like poor english in with a russian accent <laughs> would not like when angry would not like do you know how many <laughs> spider-man quotes i've heard you guys say in a russian accent not even Maybe. including like the actual russian landlord several <laughs> I have eyes like a cat Or no, ears like a cat And eyes like a rodent <laughs> Anyway It seems like movie studios are so scared to make their Russian characters Russian though 
Well, you don't want to piss. Yeah, Putin well, off. maybe they're. Yeah, maybe they're kind of holding back since every care, every villain was full was full blown Russian for a thousand years. Yeah, I'm Red Drago. <laughs> they really Gary Oldman and everything for a while. Uh, Blofeld and the Bond movies. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we during the Cold War, we really just like grated the Russian block of cheese down oh. to its very little nib. <laughs> so. And then I think. They start. That's when they started going after like writers and stuff yeah. for being communists, and it it really got out of hand. McCarthyism, the Red Scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I I get it, but yeah, it seems like if there's a character that's Russian, just make him Russian. If... Or like Black Widow, she's Russian. Yeah, and we've oh, got Scarlett Johansson. Don't, don't make Scarlett Johansson pronounce her name Natasha Romanoff. It's oh, very stupid. It is very stupid. <laughs> So the team heads for Brazil, where Bruce has received word that Mr. Blue's found a cure, but he needs more data. Uh, Banner has a very movie phone conversation chat with Blue, where <laughs> he just kind of shuts his computer when he's done talking. Yeah, and there's I'm no... Sure, I'm just imagining the guy on the other end <laughs> just sitting there. Are Hello? you coming? You up. <laughs> you up. <laughs> hey, Tony. But imagine it in that actor's voice. <laughs> Hey, you up? <laughs> I've had more than enough to drink tonight, Mr. Green. <laughs> okay, the actor is Tim Blake Nelson. It is Tim Blake, yeah, it's Tim Blake Nelson. you got to say it now because, I mean, there's... There are too many clues. You left. That's not a big reveal. No, anyway, later. It's, it's a big. It was actually. It was a fairly big it reveal was, to me because I adore Tim Blake. The big Nelson. reveal I love isn't him in really and that the actor it's Tim is Blake Nelson, the pizza guy from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Agenstov from I'd the say, creepy library. I'd say the big reveal is more the character he's playing. Is for comic fans is definitely a big reveal. Oh yeah, sure. What but is it, Professor? <laughs> Should we say it now? Doctor Strom. No. <laughs> back, back to, to formula. formula. <laughs> back to formula. Formula back. Formula back. Sorry, guys. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we get carried away, and it, it's. Um, we have to nip that in the bud. <laughs> we do, because I doubt that's as funny to anybody in the world as it is to us. Yeah. Um, so the soldiers arrive on the block at sunset, and these guys seemingly, at first, kill a dog right off the bat. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, yeah, come I, on. I know, it's like, man, way to make your characters, like, I don't even understand them. Like, I don't even understand why they're doing what they're doing. I'm just angry now. And then Bruce comes out. And he makes one of them bite the curb, and he just kicks the back of the guy's head and kills him. Edward Furlong's there. It's a whole trip. <laughs> that is not what happens, for those of you who haven't seen American History X. Oh, man. Oh, that was man. the hardest scene in Including the American worst sound effect in the world. To watch. Just the... It's it's no it's it's the sound of that guy's teeth as he bites onto the curb. Oh, yeah. Why that... would you do it? Why would you bite the curb? <laughs> no, he's got a gun. Okay, <laughs> shoot me, <laughs> just shoot me. I'm not biting the curb ever for anybody. So stupid. I have to be like messed up, knocked out, and someone's gonna drag me over and kick my head into a curb. <laughs> willingly does it he does that guy deserved to die in that movie if he's gonna willingly bite the curb not anyway. because he's Ren's very passionate <laughs> about curb stomping um 
So, and then they break into. Be, were you about to qualify because he's stupid? Not because. <laughs> oh Ren gosh. is not a neo-Nazi. Just so that. Yeah. Just so everybody. I'm knows. not on. I'm not on Ed Norton's character's side here. I just. Oh my god. Ren has a tattoo so that none stupid. of us have ever seen, and he won't show it to us still. Sometimes I stand in front of the mirror and just cover it up with my hand. <laughs> Um, and then they break into Bruce's apartment and they kill his dog, seemingly. But that's where you see like they're shooting darts that are gonna like, uh, what what are they called? Tranks, yeah, Trank darts. And uh, so they're not actually killing these dogs. But oh my gosh, it's two of them right in a row. And I yeah. was just like, okay, forget these guys. Um, oh, and this is where Bruce has the fake dummy laying in the bed. Yeah, he's got a wig. And of there's his a own wig. <laughs> Yeah, he, he. I know he goes full Ferris Bueller here. Yeah, it just makes. It's like the movie just brushes right past it, and every time I watch it, I'm like, "Why does he have a wig?" But, hey, everyone's <laughs> got a wig of their own hair. It's normal. Just ready for it, I guess. Oh, thank I mean, you. he's on the run, so maybe he's got disguises <laughs> in some chest somewhere. It, but one of the disguises he picked was oh, just in case I have to look exactly like me. <laughs> that's true he used the classic marvel disguise it's a hoodie with a hat and sunglasses there's just a that's guy true. outside with an extra large nose and mustache and eyebrows <laughs> with sunglasses or with glasses on hey do you see where bruce banner went oh, oh I, 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 no <laughs> no do, do not know mr banner only speak portuguese <laughs> <laughs> only speak portuguese <laughs> Oh, wait, shit, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then, what, what, what do I have here? Cue fake know. swinging door creak on the window shutter <laughs> as they're looking out. Because it does, it makes that movie, like, yeah, noise. Um, but Bruce sneaks out the window, and he's climbing down a rope or something. And it turns out the hot Brazilian woman lives right below him. And she's like half naked and and she's hot to trot like she's in to the vibes he's given off yeah she screams at first and he's like he shushes her because he's trying to hide and she's just like okay and i'm just thinking oh my gosh i want this movie to not be a marvel movie i want it to go in a totally different direction um, <laughs> he wants to watch it on pod hub <laughs> on pod you <laughs> pod bunch of different ones Mm-mm-mm. Red pod. <laughs> That's anyway. pod tube. Um, X patios. X- <laughs> pod hamster. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and for those who haven't discovered those sites yet, podly motion. <laughs> pod- podly motion. <laughs> <laughs> the PG thirteen of internet porn. <laughs> uh, Somebody found a stack of their dad's old pod boys from the seventies. So Bruce gives the quickest cheek peck of a kiss to that girl, and that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know if he's gonna live or die. Yeah, Edward Norton. I don't go know if, for it. I don't know if I'm gonna break this to you. You're not as hot as this girl. You're not. You're you're not. And no, this Edward woman is Norton's beautiful. A pretty good looking guy. Yeah, but yeah. he is not as good looking as this woman, and it's a it's leaps and bounds away. Yeah. Truly, it really is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he runs away, 
and he runs right into Blonsky's crew. And uh, he ends up running, and it's like a whole chase scene. Blonsky breaks away from the chase and somehow doesn't lose track of his target, who's running on rooftops and randomly cutting through alleys. He just kind of guesses where Bruce is going to end up. <laughs> and Bruce has to stop and do like the breathing control and stuff, because that's like a continuous thing. Yeah, he doesn't want to hulk out still, even though he's running from these guys. And uh, Bruce, he uh, comes face-to-face with Thunderbolt for a moment during the chase. And Thunderbolt is not strapped. He's no gun, no trank or anything. He just He's, stares him down. And it's like, what are you doing? How you did know he get to the, be a general? You know how people in the military are known for not carrying weapons? Oh, wait. Wait, no, that's uh, what you do that's, in the uh, military. That's you're the thinking of anybody else. Oh, that's the point of being in the military? Is that you are trained with weapons? Huh. Weird. Thanks, Thunderbolt. Thanks, um. Thunderbolt. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he runs into his bullies. <laughs> and uh, he beats the crap out of him for a second. Yeah, well, aren't Flipping they hanging out back. like in the factory after hours? No, they're they're on the street. Oh, and then okay. he runs from them into the factory. Oh, that's right. What movie is that where a kid's like running from his bull? Oh, I'm. I think I'm thinking of um, Ant Bully. Oh my gosh. I think I'm just thinking of Karate Kid, like the next Karate Kid. <laughs> Or maybe karate, any Karate Kid movie, basically. You know, karate, running karate from Kid, The Incredible Hulk, they're in, easily confused. <laughs> well, it's usually running from bullies until you're cornered somewhere. You got Jaden Smith. Then... You got Ralph Macchio. You got Ed Norton. Why would you say Jaden Smith before Ralph Macchio? I was going in order of worst to best. I want to go home. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I save Christian. So he, yeah, he does end up though sneaking into the soda factory okay. to try to get away, and uh, Blonsky's just on a rooftop and he's looking at him through his scope, and it's like, dude, how are you tracking this guy? <laughs> he's amazing at his job. I can smell him. Um, and as a special ops team tracks him, the bullies catch up to him. They they steal his backpack. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's these true. are high school bullies. <laughs> Probably got pictures of naked boys in it, they say. <laughs> Get into the bathroom, swirly. Yeah. Oh, don't forget the bikes. <laughs> Get the bikes. Get the bikes. <laughs> you guys are weird. Um, so his heart rate shoots through the roof, and he finally hulks out and almost certainly kills Super Creep. Oh, definitely. And oh, possibly yeah. one other bully. They do show the guy still breathing on the ground, but... Man, those are his last That's, gasps. Those are some grievous injuries, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is, if anything, that is a sucking chest wound. Yeah. That's what sucking that is. Sucking chest wound? Yeah. What is, what? Is that a term? Yeah. yeah. Sucking chest wound? That's typically wound? what happens when you get, like, shot or something in the chest, is your chest will, like, it's kind of gross. It sucks in the air. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I've never heard that. It's not like, it doesn't just like leak blood like you see in the movies. It's sort of like. (laughs) It's named so because your last words are always, oh, that sucks. Yeah. And then you die. Okay. It's, it's not. I actually, I think I've seen something like that on uh, uh, Red Pod. (laughs) 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 Have seen. It was all in Russian. Sucking chest wound. Safe search off. Safe search off. <laughs> Smoking. <laughs> Did you see that? Like 
I don't know. There was some report or something, some like most searched terms. Yes, I have seen that. And one of them was smoking. <laughs> I hope they mean like smoking hot and not just smoking <laughs> cigarettes or whatever. Followed closely by Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, he hulks out and the soldiers have no idea what the hell's going on because Thunderbolt Ross has not told anybody that this guy can hulk out. He, they just think they're going to get some guy who was like an Edward Snowden type. What a jackass, by the way. And really, horrible dude, I, leadership. I will say, though, these guys should be thinking a little bit with their heads more. Like, why would they send an entire strike team, including Emil Blonsky, who is like the world's best soldier? To go get a doctorate, dude. Yeah, it just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And Ross is just an idiot. Anyway, that's the part where he says, That is the target! In his very... Is it William Hurt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who's yeah. the other Hurt? Uh, John Hurt? Yeah, John, John Hurt. Hurt. Yeah. I always get the Alien, up. Elephant Man. Yes. Dead. John Hurt's my favorite Hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Except for love. What? <laughs> like love hurts. Oh my god. I don't know. Next. Uh. <laughs> this is the second episode in a row where I haven't even had to make a bad joke for him to make a worse one. <laughs> he just does them. I'll be here all night, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But man, William Hurt has that way of like a certain inflection on words yeah when he's speaking that only he does yeah it's just like oh man like the village in that movie we do not stray outside of the village and they do not come into our village it's very like wooden but yeah. somehow he's a major actor it, it i don't sounds, know to me it sounds like he just is a like a big enunciator like yeah. he he's and there are people that do, like John Malkovich does that too. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio kind of does that a bit. Now, I'd say he does that now. Yeah. And honestly, uh, the older that William Hurt has gotten, I think the better I like his acting. Oh, yeah, me too. I really like him as Edgar Ross, honestly. Not Ed. Edgar Ross. Edgar Ross is the Thunderbolt villain Ross. from Red Dead Redemption, which I'm in the middle of replaying. <laughs> but yeah, Thunderbolt Ross. They should have named him Thunderbolt Ross. That sounds like a character out of Red Dead Redemption. My name's Thunderbolt Ross. That does sound like a character out of Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> I think it. the problem with Talking that Talking to you, was, Rockstar. I think the problem with them naming someone Thunderbolt Ross was he already existed for 50 years. Well, whatever. There are... It seems there are a lot of actors who they're acting, if it's wooden in their younger years, when they're older, it comes off a lot better. Yeah, they're more, like, distinguished, I guess, at Yeah, that I see that. Like, I think Kevin Costner is one of those, too. Yeah. Because even though I hated the way the character was written, I loved him as Pa Kent, just the way he yeah. acts in Man of Steel. Yeah. Um, anyway. He's like a dad. That's just, that's an aside. <laughs> this whole podcast has been aside so far. So, uh, oh, and this is the part where the Hulk talks too. He says, "Leave me alone." Yeah, I don't like that. Which he all. loses the ability to do again until Ragnarok. No, no, he's, he he no. talks again in this movie. 
Oh, well, I just Literally. meant... Oh, no, he talks in Avengers. Yeah, he talks in Avengers. Puny God. Yeah, but it's more of a... Because it's Lou Ferrigno delivering the line. He still does the voice for the Hulk and everything. That's bad. He doesn't. Ass. He didn't do it in Age, in Age of Ultron and in Ragnarok, and then in Infinity War. That's all been Mark Ruffalo. I don't know. I've heard that Lou Ferrigno still does voice work for him. He, he, I mean, he does voice work for the Hulk, just not the MCU's Hulk. Oh. He does like animated films and things like that. Um. Anyway, they fight. Soda goes everywhere at one point, which made me think, man, this has got to be such a sticky mess fighting in this place. <laughs> Uh, he throws a forklift, and then afterwards, Thunderbolt kind of gives Blonsky the runaround when Blonsky wants to know what the hell was going on. Yeah. He's just like, I don't have to tell you anything, and brushes him off. Don't brush the man off that you just sent in to get killed by a giant green monster. Right? Yeah. You owe this man an answer. So, uh, you're <laughs> exactly. fighting, like, big-fisted Godzilla? So the, And that's what be makes careful. Ross such... It's an annoying character. Yeah. Yeah. He's un- that he's stubborn just to spite people all the time. Yeah. I, I like normally for like fathers that are trying to protect their daughters, like you're thinking things like the amazing Spider-Man where at least you understand the motivation, even if they're kind of unlikable. Mm-hmm. But here, no, he's not likable. Like, he's just hard headed. Yeah, he is. He, yeah, he does things just to spite. Like he's, his whole thing for going after Bruce and treating him. As poorly as he does, he has no reason to act that way. He's just a POS. He is. A POS. Um, so Bruce is surprised to find out he's in Guatemala. And uh, he, he, I think he like asks some guy for a ride and for help. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, and lets him into his car. But then later we just see Bruce in Mexico, Mexico City. yeah. And he's still just wearing his tattered pants. Like, this guy <laughs> didn't do anything to help him other than give him a ride. He I know, he seems so agreeable. Border. He seems like the kind of guy who would give you clothes and food. Yeah. But nope, he leaves him the same crappy clothes. <laughs> and I think that's where you see, uh, that's where they play the, the theme from the original, like the sad mm-hmm. walking away yeah. theme. When the they Bill show Bixby him. show. Yeah. R.I.P. Which a lot of this movie is inspired by the Incredible Hulk television series yeah. from the 70s. It's a lot of, like, Bruce on the run in that show. Well, David Banner on the run in that oh, show. Oh, God. What an unnecessary change. Yeah. What, what's the point? I don't know. Um, Who's going to buy it if his name is Bruce? So he begs for money and buys himself some stretchy pants. And uh, meanwhile, what's his, Blonsky and Ross are kind of like... Ross, Thunderbolt's starting to let Blonsky in a little bit yeah. on what's going on and what his plan is and everything. And <laughs> that's where they have uh, Blonsky has the line, this is a whole new level of weird, uh, which <laughs> makes me like it sounds like a line out of a 90s like kid comedy or something. That's a that's a trailer. I always think of things like that as trailer lines. That's a trailer line. Yeah. But from like a night like Home Alone 3 or something. <laughs> Home Alone this 3. This is a whole new level of weird. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Yeah. Turbo a Power Rangers Flubber. movie. Flubber. <laughs> Flubber. This is a whole new level of weird. Except that's Robin Williams. So it's this is a whole new level of weird. Hey. <laughs> Respect. I love Robin Williams. Just making sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just imitating him. Okay. You were making fun of him being dead. 
just now. That's I what was that not. was. <laughs> Your exact words were ha ha ha, that bitch dead. Anyway, he's got his wacky kids movie line, and then um, oh, uh, this uh, then Thunderbolt goes into the whole super soldier serum history behind what they were trying to do. Apparently, they were trying to recreate. This is where it gets. It loses me a little bit. Yeah, because. Thunderbolt developed this program where they were going to try to recreate the super soldier serum that it's heavily alluded to created Captain America. Yeah. And, um, but he's not the one working on the radiation and stuff. It's the scientists themselves. Bruce would know clearly this is not like it's, it's under the guise of like curing cancer or something. Yeah. And it's just like, no, they're they're working on it. They know what they're doing. How do you accidentally create a super soldier serum <laughs> when you think you're supposed to be curing oh, cancer? Oh, whoa! <laughs> There's a lot of like sliding around on a roller skate that was left in the. He hole. accidentally added an extra ingredient to the concoction: <laughs> chemical banana X. cream pies. <laughs> Someone walks in. <laughs> I guess they'd probably be key limes since this this, this is the Hulk, but yo, all all night, guys. I'm here all night. Key lime pie does sound real good, though. Let's go get that when we're done. Yeah, actually, we'll pause the podcast right now and we'll go get some. Anyway, so so uh, okay, I, I do have it in my notes. Bruce thought he was working on radiation resistance, but it was really Thunderbolt trying to resurrect the Super Soldier program. How do you keep a scientist in the dark when he actually understands the chemicals he's dealing with and you don't? <laughs> yeah, it's human so growth stupid. hormone. But yeah. it's a perfect example of a plot point in a Louis Leterrier movie where it's just like, <laughs> no, General Ross, this is actually gonna do it. Just to it. You will make this formula. William Hurt. Um, nice. So Blonsky's supposed to be 39 here. Tim Roth was probably 46 at the time. But war, in quotes, has taken a toll on him. And this is slightly more believable than Nick Cage and Eva Mendez being the same age in Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah. Slightly. <laughs> Too many jellies. <laughs> too many jellies will do that to you. Man. Jellies and hard living. Jellies. It was all the jellies. Like, <laughs> you want a jelly? It had nothing hey, to do with his like, death defying lifestyle. It was, <laughs> it was the jellies. <laughs> Twas the jellies did him in. <laughs> Twas jellies killed the beast. They have a chalk outline of him. It was a beast when we're talking about Nicholas Cage. They have too. a chalk outline of him drawn, but then they also drew chalk flames on top of his head. <laughs> Twas the jellies that did him in. And I could honestly do without these days without incident indicators throughout the movie. Yeah, I really don't need them. Like it says, it's been 17 days since Brazil. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of movies that do like that Chiron thing in the lower, like in the lower corner where it shows the location or. Any movie that has a heavy military presence feels like they need to do this. I, Shit. It's, I, it's so stupid. It's I can't stand it. it yeah, like, pops up and you hear like electronic mm. beepings <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah. I hate that. I hate it. Get out of here with that. Transformers. Ugh. Michael Trans- Bay has the biggest heart on for the U.S. military. Oh, I know. And it's I know. disgusting. <laughs> like I, I understand you. You have an interest in a certain subject matter, but. 
man, you can't have the same good guy across multiple series of films. Come on, Michael Bay. Ugh. <laughs> um, so Banner creeps on his old girlfriend, Betty, who's now dating Ty Burrell, who doesn't stand a chance in the looks department now that Bruce is back. There's yeah. all sorts of like uneven attraction yeah, going on in this absolutely. movie. <laughs> um, and also Ty Burrell is playing the character Doc Sampson from the comics, who he could not look like any less if he tried. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably a good thing, though, because Doc Sampson looks absolutely stupid. He's in the a comics. dumb looking character. <laughs> he looks sure. like Flash Gordon with a green wig. Yep. That's that's it. And like, really, he looks like he also like just took some talcum powder and like. He looks kind of like like a buff Captain Planet sometimes, depending on who's He's drawing him. Got flesh colored skin or flesh. Yeah, most of the time He's he white. does. There are a couple. <laughs> there are a couple times when. I'm still going back to the old days of Crayola when they had flesh as a color. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. I thought it was well, it was just a, flesh. Sounds like it would be like it would be white skin colored, but would have blood in it also. Ugh. Flesh is a nasty word. It was <laughs> disgusting because it was racist. Yeah. Because there's more than one color of flesh. <laughs> but still, the word, like, skin. You're right, though. Flesh but if is you're going gross. to name your, your crayon something racist, name it skin. Don't name it yeah. flesh. <laughs> Meat. Or, or, like, pigment. Just like, I don't know. Anything other than flesh. Dude, I like meat. <laughs> I like meat. <laughs> Just meat. Hey, hand me the meat. <laughs> Why are you 32 years old and in kindergarten? It's a Billy Madison kind of thing. You wouldn't get handle, it. Hand me meat. <laughs> Would you please just hand me the meat? <laughs> He's so, married to Sophia Vergara. It's this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie. That's in the the Santa Cruz also. <laughs> Def- she definitely shows up in that movie. Oh, Sophie yeah. Vergara. Adam Sandler in like tan face. He's vacationing. <laughs> he's on a cruise. It only makes sense that he's in this movie. <laughs> like That's a setup for a Sandler movie if I've ever heard one. Um, so Banner visits an old friend. Literally, it's an old guy named Stanley. No grown right on the bulbous nose and stanley looks like einstein and it's not an accident and apparently this guy voiced dr bruce banner in the 60s hulk cartoon that they had Hmm. so this guy's got all sorts of like homages or homages or however you want to say that word going on where it's like he looks like einstein scientist bruce is a scientist he voiced the character in the cartoon his name's stanley stanley yeah this is this is really is it's callback the movie there are so many callbacks in this film it's yeah. unbelievable for something that's trying to like establish a new series it really is kind of like it hinges so much on do you remember that yeah um and so disguised as a pizza delivery boy bruce sneaks <laughs> onto campus by giving a pizza to the security guard who's played by lou ferrigno in a cameo we got callbacks on callbacks on callbacks, Oh, man. Y'all. Yeah, what did we just say? <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that Norton had played his disguise as though he were still going through puberty. <laughs> I remember Here's your he pizzas, a... Mr. Furrig. No. <laughs> he puts a couple <laughs> fake pimples on. And if anybody could do that voice, it would be Ed Norton. 
<laughs> I remember being a little kid and like watching Lou Ferrigno talk and thinking he was like Italian or French or something. Well, Ferrigno, he is Italian. Well, okay, I thought he was like from Italy. Mm. Just deaf. Yeah. Just deaf. I found that out very recently, I by think, the way. I think the first time that we tried to record this, I, I told y'all that you. he was deaf. Well, I knew he, I've known he was deaf for like a while now. Yeah, since I told you in the no, last time we No, all. that was me that you told. Because, yeah, I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. I had no clue that Lou Ferrigno was deaf. Yes, that's why his not line delivery is not Not completely, but great. like 85%. Yeah. But he's Lou Ferrigno, you know? I and mean, he says, God bless you, brother. Whenever he gives him the pizza. <laughs> it is, which is a medium pizza or a light snack for Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> that is not a light snack. That is like an hors d'oeuvre. Yeah, yeah, Lou Ferrigno was under the impression that he was also eating Edward Norton in addition to the pizza. I feel like every time they like they probably had to sh- shoot the scene a few times and every single time he ate that pizza. <laughs> yeah. Another <laughs> keep, keep on coming, brother. <laughs> Another brother. <laughs> he was purposely screwing up his one line just to keep redoing it. Just to it. keep eating pizza. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 10 more pizza pies. <laughs> Um. Anyway, we <laughs> we've been watching some uh, freaks and geeks at our house lately, so I was pretty happy to see Martin Starr show up as a computer nerd, bribed yes. by Banner with another pizza. And Martin also plays Peter Parker's teacher in Homecoming, yep. which for me, same character. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason he's not named in this. Yeah, movie. he's like yeah. working in a lab somewhere, mm-hmm. and he's a, working at like a science specific. School. Yeah, this is, that's, that, that's like twelve years later too. So it could totally be the same guy. Yeah. Um. So Bruce clicks on an icon that says "Encrypt Net." <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I hate the way that movies and TV shows do technology. It's so. It's stupid. always stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me log on to Encrypt Net real quick. <laughs> Hold on, I haven't gotten to hit the big red button that says hack on it. And it's it. an icon that's already on this computer. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. <laughs> so, um, apparently Mr. Blue never leaves his computer because Bruce sends him a message and he that guy's already on. Hey, hey. <laughs> I was wondering when you'd get back. <laughs> well, well, look who it is, Mr. Green. <laughs> he was waiting. He only has one friend on his AOL buddy list, and it's Mr. <laughs> it's Mr. Green. Green. Someone he's never met in person. <laughs> Mr. Green 420. <laughs> <laughs> Blaze it. <laughs> Blaze it. Blaze it, Mr. Green. <laughs> Mr. Green 420 actually definitely sounds like a Soder username. That was definitely a username at some point. <laughs> Mr. Green 420. Um, and as Bruce is about to leave town, Betty and uh, her boyfriend Doc show up at Stan's restaurant. And she sees Bruce. Which means goodbye to Ty Burrell. Literally yeah. like right Man, away, it she is, sees him and she, she's like, well. She drops this new guy hard not even new they've been dating since like they've been dating for like three years yeah and then bruce is like he leaves and he's walking out in the rain and she goes and picks him up in the car that she and doc drove to the bar or the (laughs) restaurant in she left him and then it just shows her pulling up to her house with bruce like yeah she just totally abandoned this she left him to walk home in the rain which is another kind of like 
plot hole thing going on where um, he is the one that ends up like snitching to the military yeah. about Bruce. Mm-hmm. But there's no scene or anything like there's barely any time that she would have had to talk to him and him like discover, I guess, that turn Bruce into the military. Yeah. Like, no hi i'd like to call the army please <laughs> yeah that's king like kong the, is here is like this mr army from, uh, from monster squad where the kid writes a letter to army or uh and then they show up arrested the the development when buster comes home with all those stuffed animals <laughs> and he looks at lucille and he goes they're awards mother i got them from <laughs> army I got them from <laughs> army god i love that character me so too much. hello army <laughs> Yes, I will hold. <laughs> Godzilla is here. So um, now that she has some actual dialogue, I'm reminded of why I don't typically enjoy Liv Tyler in movies because she speaks almost all of her lines in a whisper. Oh, my God. That's because she spent her entire life listening to her dad say everything like this. Yeah, she spent a lot of time whispering in that house. <laughs> <laughs> dad, dad do, do we have any more? No, she went whispering to her dad. She was, like, hoping he wouldn't find her so he wouldn't, like, open his giant fish mouth. (laughs) And honestly, it's good that uh, Liv Tyler whispers all of her lines because... They're not good. Because they are not good. (laughs) She's such a bad actress. Yeah, I'm I'm not a member of the Liv Tyler fan club. Yeah, I'm not. I've seen... uh, She's easily the worst part of Lord of the Rings. That's probably her best. Yeah, and I've she's ever still seen her. not great in it. Yeah, she's, she's horrible in Armageddon. She's the worst part of well, Armageddon. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, well, Armageddon. Yeah, but she's. The, you know how what's weird bad about that movie? Is that Ben Affleck sings that Aerosmith song to her before he leaves, and that's her dad's song. He, does, he doesn't <laughs> sing an Aerosmith song. He sings "Leaving on a Jet Plane." The Aerosmith song. Oh, but they is, covered it. For that movie, I'm pretty sure, Leave It on a Jet Plane. No, they didn't. They? No, they did. Uh, I don't want to close my eyes. Was written for. Oh, that that's right. I only know that because my dad and I watch it like every time it's on TV. Ugh. That is a bad time. My dad likes bad movies. I can't. It's not my fault. He laughed at Bad Mom's Christmas. I don't know what that is. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Mila Kunis. That's exactly what I was thinking. Mila Kunis in a lead role. Uh, she's not bad, but she's not good. Yeah, I've ne- whatever. <laughs> are there any videos of this movie on Podly Motion? Because if there are, no. <laughs> I would like to see Betty make a return to the MCU, though. I at would some point. with like a different actress. Yes, of course. Granted, I feel like they've sort of moved away from it with the whole Natasha and Bruce thing. Do they do anything with that in Ragnarok? I haven't seen Ragnarok. Um. Yeah, eh, don't. Yeah, don't say. I, I, I better it's not. New. Sp- I'll tell you about it after we're done. Right okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. new. Yeah, well, I don't want to spoil anything. I haven't anything. seen it. Also, yeah. so. Anyway, uh, Betty saved a thumb drive of all the gamma research data that she now gives to Banner, and uh, meanwhile, Blonsky is shirtless, <laughs> <laughs> and it's gross. <laughs> I'm just. I, I've I've barely watched any of this movie since we were going to record this the first time like a month and a half ago or however long ago it was. So I'm like reading my notes and remembering and Blonsky shirtless. Oh my <laughs> it's God. so stupid. It looks like they took like a because, cooling rack and pressed it up against well, him. Well, the, the first shot you see, 
there's none of that. Yeah. Tim Roth clearly did not work out for this movie, and he's in no kind of like special forces. Yeah, he's thirty. This whatever. This is not the best special forces shape. soldier in the world. Oh no, not <laughs> at all. Uh, my name's Tim Roth. I'm a recovering heroin addict. I don't understand why he was cast in this part. I guess he's got like that. He's. Uh, I guess he's got like that dangerous, like kind of psychopathic glint in his eye, and maybe that's what they were going for. Kids sure. like Pulp Fiction. That honestly, whenever we get to our castings later, that was a big part of uh, my casting was like that glint, like that kind of I'm I'm a psychopath anyway okay. kind of look. So I get it. I get why they cast Tim Roth. Uh, I don't get why Tim Roth didn't work out, but especially whatever. with the Marvel <laughs> well, machine I mean... forcing everyone else to work. Like Paul Rudd in Ant Man, he went from being like just a normal, almost dad bod kind of dude to being like cut. Yeah, for yeah, Ant Man. Yeah, he's in pretty good for shape. Ant Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, good movie, though. See, this is a movie where I would, if I were an actor, I would think, oh, uh, Louis Leterrier is directing this. Okay, minimal effort. Yeah. So that's what he went with. So I do get it. And then you've got someone like Ed Norton who's rewriting the script every day. Like, dude, Louis Leterrier. You don't. You don't need to go to much I, trouble. This is man. not going to be your magnum opus. It's not exactly. <laughs> he already Come made on. American History X. Exactly. Yeah, American Come History on. X. Great movie. You can die and be known for Favorite it. Favorite Edward Norton movie. That and then like. Birdman. Oh, and then the scientists inject Blonsky with two separate needles on oh, both sides oh, of his man. neck God. at the same time. <laughs> so dumb. That's in what world is that necessary? <laughs> Those needle tips are touching like <laughs> I know these are two very long needles and they stick it in the exact same so- spot on his neck but on opposite sides and they stick them like all the way in. Yeah, they stick it's, them all the way in. There's no way those needles are as, touching each other. They're they're in his throat. This this is just as bad as EncryptNet being an icon on that computer <laughs> because it's so unnecessary. Like give him a shot. And then give him a shot with something else in the same spot on the same side. Do you think? Do you think they actually stuck needles in Tim Roth's neck? No, because I feel like Tim Roth uh, is the kind of dude who would look at them and go, "Go ahead." You saw it. how much they work. He worked out for this movie. Oh yeah, that's true. he's not. <laughs> he's, there's no effort from Tim Roth in here. <laughs> that's true. Blah so, blah Leterrier. I forgot. Oh. And then he gets the bone marrow injections, which oh. we talked about this the first time we tried to record. Where this movie is full of cringe. Yeah, it's, gross it's, uh, Yeah, there are noises. There are a lot yes. of noises in this movie that are disgusting. Hulk, Earlier, Hulk yeah, Hulk stepping, stepping on, on the glass the, yeah. or whatever it was. Oh, the, the trank darts that are he's yeah. just like crushing them with his bare foot. God, yeah, this movie is full of its sound effects. Like the, uh, uh, the Foley artist for this movie did great. But, but also then they crank that dis- up to eleven. Disgusting, but yeah. also it's disgusting. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And they crank the so volume gross. up way yeah, too much. They're for appropriate stuff. sound effects, but they're also gross and coupled often with gross visuals. So much squishing. And yeah. for this bone marrow like injection that they do, there's a distinct popping noise yeah. that will Ugh. haunt my dreams. Um, so the military just rolls up on this college campus and starts wrecking house. And Bruce has that thumb drive with all the uh, information he needs to try to find a cure, and he swallows it, which is smart. Uh, and But then he's trapped in a glass breezeway between these two buildings at the university. Oh, this is and, the scene where they, like, 
full on like invade the campus. Yes. Yeah, they're they destroy a public cars. university. They're like yeah. ramping in Humvees with like guns on top. Creedence Clearwater lawn. Revival is blasting. Yes. Yes. It ain't me. <laughs> Michael Bay directed this scene, I think. He did. Because it like that yeah, they do pull up and they smash student cars yeah. out of the way. Students' cars. Come on. Like, okay, but Thaddeus Ross, you're paying for that. I think you mean Thunderbolt. <laughs> well, his first name is Thaddeus. And he's being reprimanded right now. Reprimanded. Is he being reprimanded by his mother? By me. <laughs> Thaddeus Ross. But if ever there were a time to use your Trank guns, you've got him cornered. Use yeah. him here. Instead, they do this stupid launching gas canisters in, which will make him choke, which is just going to lead Elevate him, lead his him heart rate. Hulking yeah, out. that just makes him hulk. Do they not know, like... That's biology. If you can't breathe, your heart rate goes. I don't think they know about the heart rate thing, though. I don't think they know the trigger. Because it's not like Bruce Banner's running around screaming it at people. I guess, but. Hmm. I mean, we do have the gift of, you know, seeing the whole story. and uh, That's true. It's still dumb. We don't know how much info they have. It's it still is dumb. dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. And they're filled in this time. Like, anyway. So the soldiers try to take on Hulk, and Blonsky leads him into the path of some sonic cannons, which were apparently built by Stark Industries. Huh. So there's a connection there to the rest of the MCU. <laughs> One of the few. They almost work, but the Hulk overcomes, and then he kicks the life out of Blonsky. Just about. Good by God. S- like, he sends him flying like, into a Blonsky tree. Like, Blonsky does some, like, badass shit for a while. He's, oh, like, that's right. running and hopping that's, that's around why, and stuff. That's why, I don't think we mentioned that, but that's why Blonsky's getting all these injections and stuff, is to, like, it's like a trial super soldier yeah. kind of thing. It's not going to make him Captain America, but it's going to make no, him No, it makes pretty... him more acrobatic than Captain America, which, which is, is weird. Mm-hmm. He's, like, hopping around, and he's, like, he's doing parkour, but, like, in an open field. So there's nothing to parkour off Yeah, he's of. just, like, jumping really, really high. <laughs> he's, like, sliding on the grass below the Hulk's legs. Yeah. And anyway. And then he, Hulk kicks the he shit gets, out of him. Yeah. <laughs> kicks him into a tree hard, and I love the way they animate it. It's, yeah. It's one of those, like, iffy CGI moments where I'm totally okay with it. If this were anyone else, if I were watching any other movie, that dude's dead dead. It needs to look like a rag doll, though, yeah. and I love it. <laughs> he exploded. Um, and then a helicopter almost kills Betty inadvertently, but Hulk saves her, and they escape. Oh, yeah, it just, like, firebombs the shit out of the place. Like, yeah. yeah. Palm, First basically. off, why, when you noticed that your, uh, when you noticed that your daughter is at this active war zone, why wasn't your first instinct immediately to, ev- A, evacuate her from this active war zone that you're currently commanding, Thunderbolt and Ross? And it's her boyfriend. Yeah, like the opposing side. <laughs> like this is this is the moment where you you brought a squadron of soldiers. Get her the hell out of here. Don't firebomb the area. You're he, commanding this operation. It's just failure after failure. He is. Oh, he's well, the worst general point, ever. And he's attacking point, on she, a college campus. Yeah. Like, dude. At one point she does like run out and he's like soldiers go get her and they go to get her and she straight up elbows one of them in the face. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah she she just like soldiers. she's like no, no, no. And they're like, ma'am, ma'am. And she goes. That's when you get your gun out and you butt her in the back of the head. Yeah. So um, anyway, then they show uh, Thunderbolt at Betty's house later. And they're like taking all the boxes and stuff. And Mm -hmm. 
whatever information she has, they're going to steal it. And uh, that's where Doc Sampson stands up to Thunderbolt. And um, we learn that he is the reason that they knew about Bruce's whereabouts, which made no sense. So Hulk sets Betty down in a cave. And when he's this close to a real person in a scene, the CGI looks like crap. Yeah. It's very noticeable. Luckily, yeah. they like it's kind of a dark scene. Oh, no, man. Yeah. Close-up CGI. It is. I think I mention it every time we talk about CGI in this series. Close-up CGI or bright light CGI are always a bad idea. Yes. Always, always, well, always. Well, actually, I will say, Ren and I actually talked about this while he was finishing up the end of the movie today. This, the difference in CGI between this movie and Avengers, where Hulk was next seen, yeah. is astronomical. Astronomical. Because he's like in bright light in the Avengers and everything, and he looks kind of like what you would think the Hulk would look like like in real life and it's he's standing getting next more to believable people. it's yeah. still but it's, it's still worse it's still worse than oh, in, yeah. in it's still worse than in darker light yeah though, or less light darker light yeah but like in this movie he looks like a character model for a late gen PlayStation 2 early PlayStation 3 yeah. game which the is whole... to say Oh, go ahead. Like, final act of this movie is a video game cutscene. Yeah. yeah, to say nothing of uh, the Ang Lee Hulk, mm. which is miles below this. That is PlayStation 1. Ugh. That is a Sega Dreamcast, if I've ever seen it. <laughs> uh, and Hulk is only nine feet tall in this movie, which seems weirdly small when he's standing next to Betty. Apparently, he was like 15 to 25 feet tall in the 2003 movie, growing taller the angrier he, he got. Yeah. Which is comics accurate. Yeah. And they decided not to do that for this movie, and I feel like that was a little bit of a mistake. Well, it's easier to animate, I guess. Probably. Yeah. Consistency, all that, you know. I yeah. I, I kind of get that. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that would be easier to animate, because you just animate the character, and you can adjust his size. It just depends on what Well, I guess, but, filmed. like, with the Hulk, every if he steps, there's dust flying up. You know, if he hits something, there are things flying everywhere, like... And so you have to keep track of, how, like, him getting bigger the more a scene goes on. So, you know. Anyway, um, so for someone whose bones are mostly gravel, as they say in the scene, Blonsky looks all right lying in his hospital yeah, bed. Yeah, he, he doesn't look good, but he doesn't look as bad as he should. And then he's got, like, his hands real red, and it's got the... Like the Doctor Strange, yeah, whatever. Yeah, weird wire things. Yeah, and then he does like where he tightens his fist, and that made me cringe a little bit, where it's just yeah. like, don't do that, dude. Your hand's all messed up. Come on. <laughs> uh, Bruce's skin must become super malleable, though, for him not to be covered in stretch marks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did we? Was this before we started the podcast, or was it at the beginning of the podcast? It was at the beginning, because we were talking about, like, his teeth growing. Yeah, for him teeth. to not look like a puddle at the yeah. end of every <laughs> transformation. <laughs> oh, and then we see Ed Norton's ass for a second, because he's in the shower, and he starts... The shower head gives him, like, nom flashbacks. <laughs> I love that wartime, like, PTSD flashbacks are always going to be associated with nom. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> there have been more wars. <laughs> there have, and Has all there, of them though? have caused some... Uh, post-traumatic stress have they though yeah they yes they yeah. have they have uh, or a tragedy would a thumb drive still work though after spending at least half a day inside a man's stomach with no protection 
Uh, it would if it was a stomach acid resistant thumb drive, which apparently this is. Um, actually, he put it in this little case before he swallowed it. I I remember it. It was a deleted scene. The case said uh, plot armor. Oh, <laughs> Stark Industries. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so Betty brings stretchy pa- purple pants to Bru- to Bruce. Ugh. And he refuses them because that's too silly for this comic book movie. That breaks my heart. Stretchy His purple, purple pants. pants are like iconic. They're, iconic. Yeah. Why would you not like? That's the closest the Hulk has to like a costume yeah. or something. Uniform. He's green and he has purple pants. And then the Culver University student who captured footage of the Hulk on campus says it was so big, it was like this heat. Huge, like, Hulk. Uh, let Double me tell grown. you. Double I, grown. I was in college not terribly long ago, and if somebody, like, talks like this, like, totally Kyle, then they <laughs> will not say words like Hulk. They'll say, uh, big ass. Big ass. <laughs> That's the That's, only term that comes out of that yeah. guy's mouth to describe this. Incredible big ass. <laughs> Incredible big ass. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez is the star of this movie. (laughs) She also uh, shows up, makes a cameo in Santa Cruz. (laughs) She's She's Sophia Vergara's sister. Yeah. (laughs) And a mob boss. (laughs) It's a retelling of Romeo and Juliet if you really look at it right. Oh my God. So. We need to work out a, a like a solid plot for the Santa Cruz after this podcast. We gotta call Happy Madison. <laughs> hey, we got one. We got, we got one. one. <laughs> Have got one. Got one. Anyway, um, Betty cuts Bruce's hair and then she like playfully yanks his ear. That's a risky move with this dude. Yeah, but Betty's kind <laughs> of You wouldn't like me when I'm... Oh, yeah. damn it! <laughs> Ow. It's like him punching Brad Pitt in the ear in Fight Club. <laughs> ah, hit me right in the ear! Hit me in the ear! <laughs> and they almost have sex, which proves even riskier as his heart gets racing. And this is oh, clearly yeah. a metaphor for a guy not being able to get it up or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it it does it feels like it's trying to do something like it's trying to nod and wink at me, but I don't know what it's winking at. Well, like <laughs> I, yeah, maybe like they're all. I, th- I feel like in a, be- a better director's hands, maybe either uh, a better director would have discarded any sort of idea of that. Yeah, but um, <laughs> if he had to do this, but w- with like the nom flashbacks in the shower and then this yeah. following immediately after, it does give a strong vibe of like. Oh, my life's so messed up. Can't get it up or whatever. I don't. Yeah, know. it's like it's supposed to be like an allusion to something, but what what ED is a thing that exists. <laughs> what is the That's allusion it. to? It's just raising awareness, man. That's all. <laughs> There's a one eight hundred number that briefly flashes up at the back. It scrolls this. across <laughs> on the on the radio. You hear it on. The- <laughs> On the radio, you hear the whistling insight theme song. <laughs> this is Paul. <laughs> this is it's Bob. Oh, it is Bob. Uh, this is Bob. <laughs> Bob is happy. I feel like I have too much information on it. No, the whistle goes like this. And it's Bob. <laughs> you idiot. Anybody idiot. knows. Any insight fan knows that. <laughs> Any ends head. 
Indian's head. <laughs> anyway, um, so Thunderbolt, I guess, after that, uh, he thinks he's being told Blonsky's dead, but then he, like, they're talking about Blonsky's condition, but he's actually made a full recovery. And this is the start of Blonsky's got weird definition, like yeah. airbrushed on definition yeah. to Tim Roth's out of shape body. It looks so, it's it like, looks if so you silly. Ever it's the, have a glob of Play-Doh and then like mold it. That's kind of what it looks it's like. It's the exact opposite of Chris Evans in uh, the first Avenger. Yeah. What before he does the transformation and it's Chris Evans head. On that tiny little body. <laughs> it's like if they had just airbrushed muscles onto that tiny body. Exactly. <laughs> and if that tiny body had been a dad bod. I'm Captain America. This is not sculpted marble. This is this is molded clay. And it's gross to look at. It is. I'm not having fun watching it. No. It's it's another kind of not cringe, but like Ugh, weird right it yeah. it makes my stomach kind of <laughs> so uh betty sells her mom's necklace for cash to buy a truck while bruce sends his data to mr blue which is a slip up like why not just give him the data once they get to him instead they he does that and then the military gets an idea of where they are yeah and uh and where they're going and anyway they go to him right after this anyway and there's a short like comedic scene where they get in a taxi and the taxi driver's speeding like crazy and it's making Bruce's heartbeat go up and they have to get out and the taxi driver is Russian. <laughs> of he's he is. the closest. He's the closest thing to Russian that we get in or to a Russian villain we get in this movie with a man whose last name is Blonsky in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very true. Blonsky's like a Cockney guy, which I don't need. But, um, and then, yeah, and then I've got Blonsky's fake abs are fake and especially noticeable in his totally plain body. <laughs> so they abandon the truck. Oh, and they catch a ride in a boat and then a taxi once they get to the city. Okay. Uh, and then finally Bruce meets Mr. Blue in person, Dr. Samuel Stearns. And who is it? Tim Blake Nelson. Now, for all you comics it's fans, it's Stanley Elnats. <laughs> D I G. You know what that spells? Zero. Dick. Yeah, and then he just runs away. That kid does not deliver that line with. He should be like, dig. Instead, he just goes, dig. And then runs. I saw Ren say a very bad swear word in his mind after saying, dig. And then he did like a, you know. He did like a You know what? You know what word he said, but we've made a pact to not say that word on this podcast. So here we are. You're welcome, folks. For you comic book fans out there, you'll all know Samuel Stearns is the Hulk's like arch enemy. The, uh, the leader. I would say Thunderbolt Ross is his arch enemy. Yeah. Okay, you'll know that he's one of... Everybody remember that uh, really famous comic book story with the leader? <laughs> that was really good, dude. He does that all the time. That was awesome. <laughs> but also, like, the leader was Red Hulk before Red Hulk was Red Hulk. Was he? 
in a way, like he's mutated and shit. Oh. But he wasn't Red Hulk. Well, no. Okay. Red Hulk's just <laughs> stupid. Anyway, um, so Tim Blake Nelson really makes the most out of this role. Like, he's full of energy, but he's not obnoxious. And he could easily be, like, Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor type of, like, yeah, excited and kind of crazy about stuff. Gods don't come from the sky. They come from radioactivity. <laughs> they come from radioactivity, Mr. Banner. Yours is much <laughs> better than mine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's he's talking to him about, like, what could happen when they're trying to cure him. And he does this whole, like, coin toss and catch and, like, shrugging his shoulders. Like, I don't know. It's so up in the air. I You turn into a giant green monster. No one knows what's going to happen, dude. Yeah. Or you get cancer. Who knows? <laughs> Leukemia. <laughs> Mr. Blue, Mr. Green. <laughs> now I want to I want an audiobook of him reading Mr. Brown can moo, can you? <laughs> Mr. Brown can moo, can you? <laughs> Somebody call oh. his agent. <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson was born to do audiobooks for Dr. Seuss. <laughs> One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Uh, the military rolls out, and how were they not already there to intercept him? I... Because they got that data hours ago. If you have been paying attention to the rest of the movie... Thunderbolt Ross is That's so right. incompetent. They are totally inept. He's you're, you're horrible correct. at his job. Uh, Bruce is strapped down and electrocuted as Stearns begins the treatment, and he's injected with <laughs> purple drank. Got And he's cured. Roll credits. Or did the credits roll? They did not. And we got a um, whole 30-minute CGI fest after this. Oh, man. So the military shows up. Banner's a sympathetic guy. Uh, why not to why not appeal to that and ask him to step outside of the city to fight so that they can, like, minimize damage and ensure he doesn't hurt anyone? But I guess they're afraid he'll run or something. But, man, Thunderbolt, yeah, he's so reckless. Uh, Stearns turns out duplicated Bruce's blood, which is exactly what Bruce didn't want. And he tries to explain why, but he's tranked by a sniper. Uh, Blonsky shows up and he throws Betty aside and tries to lure the Hulk out of banner. Other soldiers arrive and he knocks Bruce out and he does a lot of like knocking people out and throwing mm-hmm. them around. Yeah. Cause then you've got like the, the woman soldier who's in charge of, uh, looking after Stearns and she's talking to him and then Blonsky just runs up and knocks her out or kills her. I don't know. Like she falls out of frame. Yeah. Um, Lots of people are dying this movie. Oh, and then Bruce is strapped up and he's led away. Like he's Hannibal Lecter. (laughs) (laughs) Like if he, I feel like if he like, if these guys are still afraid of him, possibly hulking out strapping him up like Hannibal Lecter will not do anything yeah give me a break trank this guy yeah. over and over again <laughs> yeah you're you're not helping anyone <laughs> so uh Stearns agrees to make a hulk out of Blonsky this he is my though, favorite line in the movie because he like holds Blonsky up or Blonsky holds him up like by the throat 
And because he says, now, I don't know what all you have in you, so if I do this, you know, something bad might happen. And Blonsky holds him up, and he's like, oh, I didn't say I wasn't going to do it. I just needed to, like, tell you what could happen <laughs> from, like, an, a legal standpoint. Informed, think, cons- informed yeah. consent. I think that's the exact line. It is. <laughs> yeah. I got to call HR and just and make sure. And then he looks at the camera. Stern looks directly at the audience and says that uh, whatever Blonsky put in his body already to make him stronger could cause him to become an abomination, uh. which is the name of Blonsky's character in the comics. Aww. So Bruce and Betty have the most awkward helicopter ride with Thunderbolt. <laughs> They're like trying to be sweet with each other, but dad's mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Dad who's been trying to kill boyfriend for the past hour and a half. <laughs> no touching. <laughs> Hand no check. touching. No touching. <laughs> pop, pop, horny, Michael. They're trying to make pop, pop in the back <laughs> of this helicopter. <laughs> the fact that you call it pop, pop shows me you didn't understand the scene. <laughs> A lot of Arrested <laughs> Development jokes tonight. I know. It's weird. Uh, so, uh, Blonsky transforms and Banner's blood drips. He, like, throws uh, he throws Stearns into the one of the machines. Oh, this is another one of the gross sound scenes. Because, yeah. oh, like, he's got oh, the spines coming out of his one, back. We missed one where when Bruce is like turning into the Hulk and then he's getting cured and he's turning back, oh, it's yeah. slow and it's just going like uh, every yeah. bit of it's his body gross. turning slowly back to normal. Yeah. Uh, watching the Hulk either transform or detransform has always been kind of gross to me anyway. Yeah. Because I'm imagining all of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, Stearns gets a cut in his head and blood starts dripping into it, and his head starts bubbling out. Yeah. Because in the comics, he turns into the leader, and the leader has a huge head. Big ass brain. He's like, basically, the he gets intelligence where the Hulk gets strength. Yeah. He just becomes this brilliant mind. The angrier he gets, the smarter <laughs> he <Yeah>. gets. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't I'm, read the leader. I'm I don't so know if, like, if anger I'm is... 3.14! <laughs> I don't like the leader. I don't really read Hulk comics that much. So you were just praising the leader. A I wasn't ago. praising him. I said he was one of his arch enemies, which That's is true. true. That is true. Um, but yeah, and then Blonsky transforms, and his spine starts like actual spine this, is shooting out of his back into spikes. When we're talking about and nasty visuals gross. coupled with nasty sound effects, this scene is the worst offender for me. Really? This, yes. More than the foot stepping on the needles? Yes. This oh, scene. man, it's bone marrow shot for nah, me. But... This scene is disgusting it's to just... me, man. <laughs> it is. Like, he turns, like, he gets, like, stegosaurus back yeah. syndrome, and it's disgusting. Ugh. And it stegosaurus sounds... back syndrome. <laughs> and it sounds... His back like... looks like a comb. Like it does, tooth? and it sounds exactly Ugh. like I would expect that to sound like, except if it was happening in the most painful way it could happen. Yeah, once yeah. again, amazing job, Foley artist. Oh, but disgusting job, job also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the abomination breaks loose from the building and attacks all the soldiers in the area and down into Harlem. Uh, Thunderbolt overhears that this is happening, and so he has the helicopter turn around. And then Michael K. Williams shows up for about two seconds of screen time, which if you're familiar with The Wire or uh, The Night Of, he's a pretty famous actor in a lot of these little television roles, mostly. Mm. Um, And he was supposed to have a bigger part in this, but it was all cut, like this subplot. So you see this 
pretty recognizable guy jump out while Harlem's getting trashed and then he just runs away kind of and that's it that's his whole scene um so it's kind of distracting if you know who he is uh abomination looks like garbage though compared to his comic book counterpart but they apparently couldn't figure out a way to justify his reptilian features for this movie why not just jurassic park it and say that stern spliced in some reptilian dna or something regeneration or something like that yeah yeah like the, to fill in the gaps from the small sample he received from banner it only makes more sense that he although that does sound that in. sounds very jurassic park right there <laughs> yeah i mean the way every other bit of science and technology is handled in this movie it would totally pass that's true so two soldiers shoot at the abomination with a bazooka and he chases them down and murders them with a taxi. <laughs> and he murders yeah. some folks like Yeah, yeah there's there's people. some like it's not it's like, you know, it's it's a Marvel movie death. So it's like people get thrown or, or something like that. You don't see anybody die, but people are dying. Dude, I don't know about the whole Marvel movie death thing cuz like in Iron Man 1, he straight up blows dudes up. Flame throws him. He flame yeah. throws him to death. <laughs> I guess. In Iron true. Man 2, he kills, uh, what's his face? I think. And then, you think. exactly the leadership you would expect, Thunderbolt commands the military to send everything they have to Harlem. Dude. That is a civilian population. <laughs> I know that this character, this thing is down there wrecking, wrecking town, but oh my gosh. Literally on. just get like a claw machine. <laughs> yeah, you'll know that stick in a quarter, grab the joystick and go. You'll note that the military often throughout this movie forgets immediately about all of the tranquilizers they have at their disposal when the plot demands it. Oh, well, yeah. they proved earlier the tranks don't pierce the skin of the Hulk. So yeah, they well, oh, I guess I guess so. I wasn't thinking. I guess about, but are they Which thinking is why that the abomination Hulk is something? On them. But are they thinking that abomination is something similar, like? Oh, of course, because he comes from the same building that they just got Bruce from. I guess, I guess it makes sense. Well, and also, and Thunderbolt I mean, knows who he is. Uh, even if they do trank him, it, it's not going to do any. Like, if they hit him with a tranquilizer dart as Bruce Banner, it's not really going to do anything. Yeah, because as soon as he wakes up, <laughs> Hulk again. They can't shoot him in the head because if they try, he's going to Hulk out. He, he's practically immortal, so there's really not much they can do. Hmm. So, um, and then Bruce volunteers to go in as the Hulk, if he can, because he's just been supposedly cured. Uh, so this is arguably my favorite scene in the movie, because I think it's the, the scene I remembered the most yeah. from when I watched it years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce says goodbye to Betty, and then he just kind of falls backwards out of the helicopter from above the city, not knowing if he can change. And uh, he's just like closes his eyes hard as he's falling, and then he opens them and is like, "Oh no!" And then just smashes into the ground. And because it's the Incredible Hulk, we know he's not dead, but it's still like uh, because we can see that there is still about twenty-five minutes left in this movie. It's yeah. a very impactful scene. Uh, I'm here all night, guys. That's worse than abomination turning into abomination. That's worse than the bone. Are you trying scene. to say that joke was an abomination? Uh, there we go. We're keeping it going. We're keeping it going. I hate you. 
So it's time to throw down. Abomination tackles Hulk, and Hulk's woozy after he lands. He beats the crap out of Abomination with two halves of a cop car, but it doesn't really phase him. <laughs> this is just like the next 20 minutes is them just oh, man. beating the crap out of each other. Yeah. This is a fight scene of its time because there's yeah. a lot of slowing and speeding back up. Yeah. Which was, yeah, it's pretty popular in like 300. It's and all real dark, so it's kind of yeah, hard to see them at points. Yeah. And then they're they're dangling from the helicopter at one point, which Thunderbolt has his daughter with him still, and he's having the helicopter fly in close while they're fighting. Like this guy's so stupid. What, do you need a better movie. seat? Like, are you just <laughs> are you are you like in a popcorn kind of mood right now? At one point, they're trying to help out and fire at it, but dude, come on. How many how many guns and weapons do you have to use on this thing to know that it's not going to work? Fire a gun into that civilian population. Burn fire! <laughs> <Burn> fire! <laughs> that was a throwback to our Ghost Rider episode, so listen to that for a great joke. We are not just yelling out the word pedophile. A, an actual great joke. Yeah, yeah. not like <laughs> Ren's great jokes. No. Trademark. So, uh, <laughs> oh, and then last big cringe scene, Hulk spine grabs. Uh, abomination and like works one of his little spine divots or whatever in between his fingers and cracks it sideways it's like it's like uh yeah that's like watching uh in king kong it's like watching kong break the jaw of the of the like the tyrannosaurus it's worse i have a spine like that i don't have a tyrannosaurus (laughs) you have a jaw i don't have a t-rex jaw you don't don't have an abomination spine You don't know that. I'm sitting backwards away from you. <laughs> I've seen you shirtless. You don't have an abomination spine. Thank you. That's the sweetest Although thing shirtless you Ren is said to be. Kind of an abomination, but. Oh, man. It's just disgusting. Dude, you in that tank top right now is kind of an abomination. <laughs> oh, yeah. at, one po- at some point during the podcast, I took off my outer shirt, and I'm now just wearing a sleeveless undershirt, but I'm also laying sideways on my couch, and I have beer bottles Seductively. in front of me. So take that as you will. And for people who have never seen him in person with his shirt mostly off, um, Jacob's nipples are about five inches wide. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) They cover most of his breasts. (laughs) Just like I have a yarmulke on each breast. Hey, whoa. Whoa. I don't know if that's that is a sacred garment. I, I think it might be. That's a sacred garment. You watch your mouth. As your local Jew representative, don't say that anymore. Anyway, what is the what's the Jewish text? The, the Torah. Yeah. The Torah. Okay, I could not think of the word. The Old mind. Testament. If you're like a real passive aggressive Christian, like I've the seen old. Testament. <laughs> like I've seen some people get saucy about it. Like it's just the Old Testament. But uh, yeah, Jacob, I've seen his foreskin is like a Torah. <laughs> 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 what? It's a book. It's just like oh, an old oh, scroll. Oh, oh, oh. So Hulk is fighting abomination. <laughs> I think we're sexually harassing him. I think you are. So, I'm sorry. Um, He's not. Betty, the helicopter crashes, and Betty and Thunderbolt somehow survive this crash, which is horrible. 
And then, ooh, uh, the elbow stab. Oh, Abomination yeah. stabs Hulk with his, like, elbow spine pointers. thing. Yeah. Spike. Spine. <laughs> and it's gross. And Hulk screams exactly as loud as I would if I got stabbed with that thing. <laughs> Uh, the helicopter almost explodes, but Hulk claps hard enough to blow out the flames. I'm not kidding. And thank God. <laughs> it is like it's straight out of Marvel versus Capcom or something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and Jacob a- shot a rocket as Iron Man. Hulk clapped and the rocket went away. Nope. I- so Abomination finds the biggest <laughs> chain ever. They're on the roof of this building, and Abomination grabs this chain that has spiky balls all over it. Oh, I'm yeah. not kidding. Like, it's just a weapon pickup in a video game or something. Yeah. It's, Where you look inside of a trash can and you find an assault rifle. That's it, exactly what it is. It's like the scene from Galaxy Quest where they're like, why is this here? This is so <laughs> unnecessary. It's just a weapon for Abomination to pick up and try to beat up the Hulk with. But then Hulk smash. He yells it. He speaks again, Christian. And uh, he stomps the ground. Or what? Does he punch the ground? Or uh, He, like, double fists the ground. <laughs> he does. He double fists the ground. <laughs> which causes it to crack. He... <laughs> oh, God. He double fists right on the big crack. And... Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Abomination's leg goes through, and he the chain flies out of his hand. And, uh, you know, as shoddy as the graphics look at times, especially this part. This is CGI fest. Yeah. Cut scene. Yeah, two CGI monsters fighting seldom looks great. It yeah. Do, yeah, it does not hold up too well. No. Uh, it's not the worst, but... Well. Anyway, the... The movie makers were smart enough to set it all at night, and the absolute rage and fury of these characters is so well animated. Oh, yeah. Whoever did it, like, they are beating the, the living crap out of each mm-hmm. other, and the the movement and everything, they, I think they really did such a great job. It's like the watching time. Monday Night Raw in the Attitude Era. Like, Hulk is just driving the beer truck up to the ring. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, Bruce grabs the chain and he chokes out Abomination. He's about to kill him, but Betty yells for him to stop. And so he does. For some reason. For some reason. <laughs> Don't kill the monster. Don't kill the guy that just decided to immediately to run to Harlem and just start killing everybody. I'd be Man, like, no, kill that racist. thing. Yeah. What a piece of trash. Um, and then... The Hulk jumps like building jumps, like Spider-Man. This is straight out of Spider-Man. They're just taking that same beat uh, where he's jumping from building to building and he goes away. How is he not cracking these buildings? He is. I mean, they're they're breaking apart a little bit. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. But uh, anyway, then he jumps into the camera and it cuts to somewhere in Canada. Uh, Bruce is like running, jogging or something. Some stand-in for Ed Norton is running out in the yeah. middle of nowhere. <laughs> As Ed Norton sits back in a hot tub, <laughs> sitting in some hot spring in Canada. With with Tim Blake Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've never been this far up north before. <laughs> we can tell. 
Listen to how you sound. <laughs> I feel bubbles in my swim trunks. <laughs> Don't make that face when you say that. My God. Hot springs. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, Bruce writes a letter to Betty. And then he hulks out for no reason at the end of this movie. Yeah, He, hulks he writes out. a letter to Betty, sits down, yoga... And then he opens his eyes, and it does the days without incident stupid thing again. It says he... 31, then it rolls back to zero, his eyes turn green, and Edward Norton smirks. And I totally get wanting to end the the movie on like that sort of note. But have a reason. Exactly. Don't have yeah. him sitting in a cabin writing a letter to his girlfriend and then suddenly hulking out. <laughs> That's my sky poem, actually, is that scene. Really? Yep. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because and that it's is so, very stupid. Yeah. It's so overdone, too, yeah. to have yeah. someone smirk and look at the camera at the end of a movie, too. Yeah. Don't make don't make the Hulk Ferris Bueller me at the end of your movie. This is actually <laughs> a bit that the 2003 movie did better, where it ends with him in Mexico, and he's grown a beard, and he's like now kind of doing the... The Bill Bixby the, yeah. walking backwards. And so some people try to rough him up in the middle of like a jungle or some, somewhere in like Central America or somewhere like that. And then he turns around in Spanish. He says, uh, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. That is the only time he says the catchphrase in the whole movie, too. Which is fine in no, a movie like that. I no. don't care. He doesn't even say it in this movie. He says, you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's true, actually. That's a stupid thing in both movies. So they actually use it like... In a serious way in the yeah. first one. But so, that, uh... Anyway, um, I genuinely forgot Tony Stark shows up in this movie. Yeah, he does. Holy shit. At the very, very, very <laughs> yeah. end. And he looks like he's wearing bell bottoms when he walks yeah. in. His silhouette is like, these are some baggy. You can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's <laughs> This man. is like when we were watching Friends the other night. And you were like, man, suits did not look good at that time. <laughs> no, they the suits look like refrigerator boxes in the yeah. 90s. <laughs> That's what he's wearing. Um, and so he sits down with Thunderbolt. Who's just know. drunk. He's in uniform. Like full military regalia. Just chugging shots which before smoking a cigar before civil war in my mind he's just been let go he's been fired and he's just in his military no instead he becomes secretary of state oh yeah i guess in the real world you know that no he no he becomes he's secretary of state in civil war is he really yeah yeah wow that's accurate state ross you know how that progress that progression works where your massive failure as a military general Responsible for thousands of civilian casualties. Secretary of State. That's the at way that, one point, that that is. At one point in Civil War, he looks at the Avengers while he's like <laughs> reprimanding them. And he says, where are Banner and Thor right now? If I lost a couple nuclear bombs, I'd be in big trouble. And I was like, there's a whole movie of you trying to find Banner. You lost and not it only for that, five years. And dude. not only that, then you gain that nuclear bomb back and you drop it in Harlem. <laughs> you're, you're a terrible military leader. Oh, my gosh. I, I do feel like that's pretty accurate, though, to have like some person who screwed up time and time again become a successful politician in the end. Yeah. <laughs> and he sure do. Tony basically just is there to tell uh, Thunderbolt that they're 
putting together the Avengers. They're teasing that some yeah. more. And this is kind of like when fans were like, oh, this this might actually happen. Mm-hmm. Like, But I think most people at the time were thinking, no. Yeah. There's no way they're I doing this. I definitely was thinking no. It's like, man, this sounds so great, but don't tease me with yeah. this. I was thinking no right up until uh, the post credit scene from the next movie we're going to do. That's when it started to, you know. Really seem like, Yeah, I was okay. like, oh my god, it's happening. Yes. And, uh, yeah, now we're living in just the glory days of superhero movies. It's Marvel's world. It's, we're just living in it. It's so, <laughs> it's so bizarre to realize, like, to think that, you know, all of those movies are pretty, cl- pretty critically acclaimed. Yeah. And it's weird to think, like, you're living in a golden age of anything, but especially superhero movies. Like, superhero movies have been being made for decades, you know what I mean? Since the yeah. 60s. As, as, we've, as we've gone through. They've God. been being made for decades, and it's weird to think that, like, they're the best they've ever been right now. Yeah. You know? It's it so is. strange. I, I mean, I, I, I love superheroes. I haven't missed a Marvel premiere since, I think... I think I've seen every like, premiere. and yet they haven't brought me back yet. <laughs> I think I've seen every premiere since like the first Avengers. I mean, even I'm going to see the Black Panther premiere later this month. Yeah, you mentioned that you've been to every premiere in every episode that we you do, Christian. Well, we have. Only- yeah, remind me to this do a is- DC movie next time. Mm. This is only our second one, so relax, relax. <laughs> Y'all brought it up. Um, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. There's no uh, mid-credits or after-credits scene. Which, really, the Thunderbolt-Stark scene would have probably worked better. Yeah, that would be an after-credit scene. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. It felt I like think a so mid-credit too. scene because there was, like, blackout fading in. And I think that's the lesson that uh, executives or whatever took from it. It was like, oh, let's go ahead and put that in the middle of the credits or at the end yeah. rather than sticking it yeah. after yeah. the let's clear Let's do what Iron movie. Man did and just consistently do it yeah um so the danny for this movie goes to pedro salvin as super creep aka tough guy leader <laughs> you didn't want to give it to oh, super man. hottie martina i wanted to give it to her i would love to give it to her <laughs> <laughs> make sure you drink some of that uh soda that's got bruce's blood in it first Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, Madge. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> uh, the Incredible Hulk drinking game. Oh, man. Standard rule, drink for the Stan Lee cameo. Yes. Yeah. Drink every time Banner's heart monitor starts beeping. Uh, drink for every scene that makes you squirm. That's a good uh, one too. Which for us was quite a bit. Yeah, that's uh, like maybe. four or five. That's how you right throw there, up after least. half a beer. There's someone out there like, Shh, none of that stuff makes me squirm, but I like I watch a lot of horror. Well, um, I watch a lot of Eli say, Roth movies. So I say I, that to you, yeah. Mister uh, Cap, tilted slightly to the right. You're an asshole. <laughs> Tap <laughs> out sticker. None of on your the friends truck. are really your friends. Um, I'm gonna add. <laughs> Drink for every scene where they have like the days without incident the text appear at the bottom. Any any of that like that lower third Chiron like stuff. Yeah, yeah. Drink during that. Um, drink every time people start to shoot at the Hulk after it's been established that no bullets can penetrate his skin. <laughs> drink every time a vehicle is shown being destroyed or tearing into the scene. <laughs> Which college campus and Harlem, you're going to be drinking quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and drink every time someone takes a drink. Which should also be a standard rule. And I think Thunderbolt Ross sips quite a few times in this movie. Yeah, also, I think... 
you should finish your drink anytime there's a callback to a previous iteration of the Hulk. Finish your drink? Yeah. That's... There's got to be a special one. And that's, for me, No, I, feel I like... think it happens, it happens like, what, four times, maybe four or five times. And I think that that's perfect. No way. I think finish your drink should be like the standard Stanley cameo rule. Ooh, that's, yeah, that's like good. Like, finish your drink for the Stanley cameo. Take a drink for the callbacks. But that's one you finish. Psycho. You finish your drink one time. That's boring. With all these rules, you're going to kill somebody. How about Waterfall through a Stanley cameo, and then you can finish your drink? Oh, my God. Amazing Spider-Man 2 would be a night. Or Amazing Spider-Man, the first one with Lizard, would be a nightmare because he's got that waltz. Those aren't, I, I don't remember those. Mm-mm. I <laughs> Wait, what are you, what movies are you talking about? Is that the Tom Holland one or the uh, Tobey Maguire? No, it's the Nicholas Those are the Hammond only... one. Oh, the okay. best one. The best you could have just said the best one. Yeah. With the bamboo men. <laughs> Masters of the bamboo. <laughs> Throwback to way early episode. Episode three. Yeah. Well, episode four, movie three. Yeah, because we did the first one was a two-parter. Yeah. But then what was the second one? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was yeah. the second episode? Yeah. Well, third episode, I mean, I mean second third? movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because third one was huh. the ass-shaking Spider-Man. Oof. <laughs> He's got that. Shake that ass. Web slinging fanny. Shake that ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sky poem. Mine is the, the smirk. Mine is Blonsky's ripped bod. Uh, which, sorry, real quick. Uh, for people who have not listened to any previous episodes, the Sky Poem is taken from the Superman the movie where uh, Lois reads a poem in the sky and it's really out of place and clearly the most the, the worst scene in the movie. Yeah. So that's just what we're calling. That's our term for the worst scene in every movie we watch now. Uh, yeah. Mine, my Sky Poem, like for me, like the movie didn't have a moment that was like as cringy as the Sky Poem from Superman. What about... He was like this dude, like this Hulk, dude. <laughs> Badass. Uh, it was probably it was probably where Liv Tyler leaves her boyfriend at the restaurant without a car. <laughs> <laughs> bye, Phil Dunphy. Because you've been there before. <laughs> That's just Phil. How can anyone do that to Phil Dunphy? He's not even Ty Burrell to me. He's just Phil. I don't. What is that? So who's Modern uh, Family? Oh, I've never watched that. Ah, uh, dude. So. Uh, well, we got best and worst. Too. Best Relax. and worst. Okay, okay, I think that's okay. what he's asking. Right? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna close us out? <laughs> We're done now, right? <laughs> um, okay, best and worst. Let's best. let Jacob go first. Just that way he can do his recast. No, I first. no, I went first last time. I oh, went first last time. Okay, I guess that's true. Uh, go ahead. You, okay, I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, best for me. And this is a big thing for me, guys. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson is Dr. Samuel Stearns. I really think that he straddled that line perfectly. Um, and now Jacob's giving me that look like he didn't finish his notes, but I just I finished said the my same notes. thing that he, I just said whatever he wants to say. That would be the, that would be the face. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, I do not like Tim Blake Nelson in most things. Yeah. I think he, he's, he's got one mode You've told and it's me. Tim Blake Nelson. Um, Watching holes with you is never fun. But yeah, he could very easily be this erratic, annoying character in this movie. And instead, I think he brings a lot to the part for something that was never picked back up. And uh, it's kind of a shame. There's a reason people like Marvel movie fans have been asking for 
this character to return. Okay, but picture picture Tim Blake Nelson voicing the not just smart, not just college professor, the hyper intelligent leader. He's like the brainiac oh, of man. the Marvel universe. Yeah, that would be a little weird. Yeah. He's good in just this part. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. then he ruined his credit a little bit by showing up in uh, the Fan Forstick movie. Fan Forstick. Oh, uh, God. Fan Forstick was not a movie. That's another one. I saw that opening As... night because my youngest brother wanted to go see it, so I took him. You can't always use your youngest brother as an excuse for why you watch shitty movies, Christian. <laughs> he is. Hey. Every single time. <laughs> my youngest. So I went and watched the new Jumanji. <laughs> my hey. youngest. My that youngest, was a fun movie. I enjoyed. That's what that. I've heard from. I most finished. Uh, I finished season three of Caillou this week um, at two p.m. while my youngest brother was at school. No, but only no. because he wanted Look, me to watch it. It's only because <laughs> Ren and I talked about it recently. I don't remember what movie we were talking about, but I've only taken him to see like two or three. I think it was a Pirates of the Caribbean or something. I, I don't know. I don't remember. But like, I went and saw Justice League without him. I've got no excuse for that. <laughs> I just needed to know. Shame on you, sir. Yeah. This is superhero fatigue. Yeah, I, I, I was fatigued at the end of that. Ugh. Okay, um, C- Christian, you go next. Uh, my best. Don't you dare say Betty. Was Robert Downey Jr. For the brief few, like two minutes he was in it. Just because I can never, ever get enough of Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. The first time I saw the movie, I, I was smiling that. like an idiot when he showed up. When we watched it right before we started recording, the first time I was smiling like an idiot. And it is like one of those like first little tastes of yeah. what's to come. Yeah, where you're just absolutely. Like, oh man, this, this is, is too good. Don't. Hundred percent Robert Downey Jr. for me. What about you, Jacob? Uh, my my best was uh, Tim Blake Nelson, and I think that it's not just because I love Tim Blake Nelson, although I do. But uh, I I liked the I liked the earnestness that he brought to the part that he was playing. Like for for me, he was one of the only characters that I was entertained in a way that wasn't like you know a popcorn flick kind of entertained while I was watching this movie. Yeah. So I yeah, yeah I just thought yeah I thought he brought a lot of interesting characterization. Which mind you, as you said, that characterization is Tim Blake Nelson. But I thought that in the context of like quirky professor that totally works like that that tim blake nelson nelson ness like that uh i'm a little bit of a bitch but i'm also uh uh but i'm also like he's super like he's just like quirky and kind of half a little, little happy go lucky and yeah but he seems a little like uh like he seems he seems like a like a like an easy turncoat he, mm-hmm. tim blake nelson has always seen that way like he kind of feigns earnestness and has like that kind of like but i'll turn on you very very easily oh, well, everybody who's listening for... right now new drinking game rule uh back this up a few seconds and take a drink for every time jacob said like just now that's the way i am and i've had a couple of drinks since the beginning of this podcast <laughs> also that's just the way he is it's getting us all it's hitting us all a little yeah bit. <laughs> me um, and my half a beer honestly i kind of would like to see tim blake nelson playing a super intelligent person just because I think it would kind of break that stereotype of like a country, like someone who speaks yeah. with a southern accent can only be a like a dumb character. Yeah, for sure. Because he's already kind of breaking that mold a little bit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, worst character, worst. 
I feel like we're all gonna have uh, the I same think so one. too. What is the first letter of the actress? Wait, what? Act- a- <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. We all have Liv Tyler, right? Liv Tyler. Yeah, you're just a big pile of nepotistic suck. Yeah, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler is a bad actress in the most mediocre Marvel movie. Not not a bad movie by any no, stretch, but the, but certainly the most mediocre one. Yes, and yeah, my least favorite. She has dialogue. She does, her character does play a bigger like it's a bigger role for a female in movies that like out of all the ones that we've watched. So I had far. I had made a note to mention that that yeah, she's yeah. not quite. Uh, well, she's she might be on par with Lois Lane because Lois is getting in peril and stuff and very. Very seldom does Betty end up kind of being this uh, damsel in distress. Yeah, she's straight up elbows. She's more. The she's yeah. distressed, but she's running into battle and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I think that this is thankfully, God, finally, is the time where uh, female characters are beginning to be written as more prominent parts in in mm-hmm. comic book movies. And I and she's not horrible in this movie, but but she's the worst part by of comparison. It. Yeah, she's just she's yeah. Um, and it was a close one for me between her and Tim Roth because his dad bod and oh, this character God. he's playing do not go well together. I thought, see, with Tim Roth, um, he was he was kind of on a consideration for me, but you know what? Honestly, I'm gonna say Tim Roth. I think that she brings enough like charisma to the part when they're in the taxi and she's yelling at the guy, or when they're about to have sex and she's. You like, know nuts. what? Tim Roth. I agree. I'm still, yeah. I'm still with Liv Tyler only because I think that Tim Roth naturally has enough of like that slimy, sinister, hard glint kind of he thing. He does, but I feel like he's play been playing that like the same level in so many things over the years. Like he's kind of just. Yeah, this was one of the first movies I ever saw where I could hear what Liv Tyler he was saying. He didn't work out for the role. He didn't change his accent. He's just being Tim Roth. And the role didn't work out for him either. No, it didn't. Uh, uh. <laughs> Apparently, they were going to bring Abomination back for Age of Ultron, but they mm-hmm. uh, cut it from the part. Don't, Marvel. Don't. Uh, as far as I know, like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now, he's at this place called The Fridge in Alaska, and that's mentioned in season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Huh. Yep. They should. They could bring him back and have it like where he's mutated a little bit farther. And yeah. Make him look more like comics accurate abomination. Yeah, and less like Tim Roth at all. Yep. Please God. We're comfortable um, with recasting from this movie, Marvel. Come yes. on, let's just do it. Speaking of recast, recast, the lead. Oh. Let's do oh. our recasts. Um, back I, on my notes. I guess I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, my choice for Doctor Samuel Stearns is Doug Jones who uh, most recently played the creature in uh, The Shape of Water. And he plays a lot of roles like that. And he is, I think he's a fine actor. And he's got that kind of like, oh, what's the word? Spindly? Or, like, he's a thin, kind of, cr- like he can creepily, he just has creepy body language to him. Because that's what his whole career is. Yeah. yeah. Is playing characters like that. And so I could see him as the leader. He's got the voice and everything for it. And so like this, uh, I don't know. I'm just imagining if there were a sequel or something to it, he would be totally perfect for that part. Um, 
And as Emil Blonsky, that's how we do this, right? We do our whole recast. We don't yeah. do one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, Jacob. it's been a while. It has been a while. Um, For Emil Blonsky, I went with Dolph Lundgren. He is the only person I could think of immediately whenever I... Is that yours too? No. Oh. <laughs> um. Anyway, I just think Dolph playing I the... I picked a the, better actor. A better actor? Yeah. Are you sure there's a better actor than Dolph? Y- yeah. He was. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. Anyway, he's is. got experience playing like military type guys and Russians, and I just immediately thought of him. Yeah. Uh, for Betty Ross, I've got Emmy Rossum. Ooh, no, that's I a good like one. Emmy that's Rossum a good one. too. Yeah, I watch Shameless. She's in that. For shame, sir. Dude, I like that show. Oh, <laughs> uh, he d- was doing a thing. Yeah, I was doing. <laughs> he was doing a thing. Um, for Thunderbolt Ross, I went with Tom Selleck. Oh, that is good. Because if there's one defining feature to Thunderbolt, it's that mustache. Yeah. And Tom Selleck. And you know what? I could see him playing Emmy Rossum's dad. Yeah. Um, And then for Bruce Banner, I went with Jason Clark, who uh, is probably... He was in Mudbound on Netflix. I know who Jason Clark is. I just... Um, my problem with him is he looks like a villain. He, he just looks evil to me. Well, see, for me, he's got that kind of like the hairstyle and stuff that Mark Ruffalo has, which kind of reflects yeah. the David Banner look from The Incredible yeah. Hulk. Yeah. I think he's a great Literally. actor. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty, man. Yeah. He's in some good stuff. Terminator Genesis. Ugh. Yeah. But he's not, his acting is not bad in that. He, no. It's just a horrible, Ooh, War stupid War for Planet movie. of the Apes. I thought he was really yes. good in that. Yes. Um, anyway, I think that he deserves to have more starring roles. Yeah, absolutely. And, I like uh, Jason Clark. I just think he looks like a villain. So I, mostly I was just trying to go with someone who kind of reflects that Bill Bixby yeah, look. Yeah, I get that. Because that is big time what this movie's going oh, for. Oh, for sure. So uh, that's my cast. I like that. So Wait, Christian do, goes next. Does he? Yeah. Do I? You did with our best and worst. Jacob yep. went last. Okay. 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 Uh, for guys, we have a system. For Samuel Stearns, <laughs> I went with the guy who I thought could look the most like the leader. Daniel Day Lewis. No. <laughs> and I did this because he played a character who looks similar to the leader, without the giant bulbous head. Oh, I know what you're going for. I went with Mark Strong. Yep. Because he Sinestro. played Sinestro. Yeah, and he, the leader, looked like what he looks like in the comics before he the transformation he looked the exact same he just wasn't green and his cranium wasn't gigantic he yes. still had the little mustache and all that so mark strong 100 percent. plus he's a great I, actor i honestly considered him he sounds sophisticated but because he played sinestro that's why i was like no that's see, just too yeah, i picked him thing. because he played sinestro you picked him because you didn't pick him and i did pick him for the same reason Wait, what? Badass, bro. <laughs> Badass. Like this big-ass Hulk. <laughs> For Betty Ross, I picked Carrie Russell, who uh, a lot of people know her from The Americans. She's been in a couple other things. I'm not sure what else she's in. I, re- I know her from The Americans. Uh, she's a great actress. I really enjoy her in The Americans. She's talented. And I 
think she'd be good at it. She looks like she looks kind of like Betty does in the comics and sure all that. Uh, for Thunderbolt Ross, I went with Kevin Klein because I made sure to Google and make sure he mm. could grow like the big ass mustache. Oh yeah, Kevin and Klein's got the stash down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, I mean he's an Academy Award winning actor. <laughs> He's in. He was in Sophie's. He's going to be delivering he's... every line like it's a Shakespearean play, though, because <laughs> it's Kevin Klein. That's true. But I Send really love the Kevin monster Klein. down to Harlem. <laughs> For attack him with everything we've got. That's not a great Kevin Klein, but that's neither was mine. You're fine. Whatever. <laughs> For Emil Blonsky slash Abomination. I was okay with the whole being born in Russia, raised in England. Because, I mean, that does, I mean, look at Mila Kunis. She was born in the Ukraine, but raised in America. Her name's Mila Kunis, but she has an American accent and all that because she was raised here. I, I don't have a problem with it uh, as far as plot-wise. I just think that in relation to the original plot, I think it's dumb to do yeah, it. I think it's a dumb I, change. I, it might be a dumb change, but I just – I don't think – him being Russian is like necessary. It's a case of I wanted to cast this actor, so let me just adapt the character in the yeah. script a little bit. No, I didn't fit. change the script at all because with this actor. No, I meant for the movie oh, that we watched. Oh, okay, yeah, I feel that. I went with uh, Tom Hardy because he looks like a super soldier. I will hope you know Tom Hardy was on my short list. Nice. Yeah. Is it because he's like five foot seven or something? No, it's because he's jacked to shit. He could kill you with a flick of his thumb. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he definitely could. And he can do the whole psycho thing if any of you have ever seen Bronson. Or yeah. I have not I haven't stuff. seen Bronson. Bron- so. He's phenomenal. Uh actually good uh well just quick aside. Uh I recommend checking out The Drop with Tom Hardy for anybody who hasn't seen it. I haven't seen that. It's I'll an amazing it's it's amazing. It's very it's frustrating while you're watching it, but the end it makes it all worth it. So everybody please check out the drop. I can't say any more than that. Okay. For the Peace Dead Resistance, Dr. Bruce Banner slash Incredible Hulk, I went with Joshua Jackson. Really? Interestingly enough, we were talking about Dawson's Creek before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, Christian was going on and on about how we need to watch Dawson's Creek or something. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> You are the only person that brought it up. <laughs> You're the only person who Welcome to the Creek, bitch. I have never, ever seen that show. I haven't either. None of us All have. I know is James Vanderbeek was on it, and apparently Joshua Jackson was on it. He was also he was in the Mighty Ducks series. Uh, Michelle Williams, Katie Holmes. Hello? I don't know. Just kidding. He played, oh, he played Peter, he played Peter in Fringe, if any of you have seen Fringe. I've heard it's really good. It, it is. He, uh, it's he basically got, like the X-Files 2.0. Yeah. He got uh, he got a lot of acclaim for this Canadian movie called One Week. And, I mean, just look at the guy. Look at him. Yeah, he Throw looks some like Joshua glasses Jackson. Yeah. He's wearing – don't show me that photo. He's wearing a fedora okay, in that. He's white <laughs> and he's wearing a fedora. Uh-uh. There you go. Yeah. It's a little better. Look at that. Throw some glasses on him. I'd buy that. I buy him as I a scientist. Uh, I'm definitely a, a doctor. Shut up. <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson? Or <laughs> well, I'm definitely like a, a doctor. Deflection. That was the like nerdy professor Jerry Lee Lewis, oh, The Simpsons type. Oh, okay, I see. Well, Tim Blake Nelson? Yeah. 
All right, so for Dr. Stern. Uh, so originally I uh, hadn't casted him, and then I realized, oh, shit, we're casting this person. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, that was about midway through the podcast, though. And that was look, about midway Kunis. through his recast. <laughs> Ren said, Dr. Samuel Stern, and I said, oh, shit. <laughs> Sinestro! <laughs> sure. Um, so uh, I cast – so whenever I'm thinking of later, he's becoming the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the phrase that that makes me think in my mind is nerd rage. Like somebody who's, somebody who's given this kind of power later on, uh, and can kind of, can kind of lord it over people. And especially yeah. with the way that Tim Blake Nelson played it, like this kind of peon, like, you know, he gets his ass kicked a little bit and gets kicked around a little bit. Uh, so I went with Will Wheaton because I think that Will Wheaton could play a really good nerd, nerd rage kind of character. Like he plays kind of like, I'm a nerd fairly well, you know. You know how it is, but I've seen Big Bang Theory, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, I I hate Big Bang Theory. Yeah, me too. But uh, but I think that Will Wheaton could. I think that Will Wheaton could do a good job in a role like that, where like you know later on if they decided to develop the leader. Yeah, hmm. I can see that. Um, for Abomination slash Blonsky, um, I Mr. Dickovich. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I went with somebody pretty well known um, because I like the idea of having somebody who uh, a can devote a lot to being like that sociopathic kind of like, you know, I'm a soldier because I like to kill stuff kind of character. So I went with Jared Leto, actually. Jared Leto, he's got a he's he's good. I, I hate Jared Leto. Let me be clear. I hate Jared Leto. I liked him in Dallas Buyers Club. I can't stand Jared and Leto. And Requiem for a Dream. But I think that Jared Leto... And nothing else. Jared Leto, for me, has shown... I mean, he's got the kind of commitment to a role to where, A, he could look good as a soldier-type character. You know, he could gain muscle and become jacked or whatever. Because, I mean, he's but then, in his mid-40s and he looks 20. Yeah, but then also, I think that... guy's that, in his mid-40s? Yeah, he's older than Ben Affleck. But then also, I think that Jared Leto has that really intense kind of, like, like, uh, like oh, sociopath glint in his eye oh, that, yeah, I think would, that I think would lend well to Blonsky. Blonsky? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. Especially because... <laughs> what? This is kind of negative towards Jared Leto, but Blonsky's whole motivation is like bettering himself and just being the best out there. And that's, that's what Jared Leto does in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I am such a good actor. Good God. I mean, he was even, he was the worst part of Blade Runner. I did not like him in Blade Runner. I haven't seen the new Blade Runner. Pretty appropriately cast. He was okay, but he was still my least favorite. I went into it expecting, like, oh man, it's Jared Leto. I forgot he was in it. Uh, Ren, I've heard Ren pronounce this last name before, and I'm gonna need some help because I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, True Detective, Michelle uh, Moynihan. Yeah, Moynihan. I thought it was Monahan. It's either Monahan or Moynihan. That's why I I picked for Betty Ross. Oh yeah, Um, she's a great actress, of course. You know, she she does a great job and. Uh, I think that she, t- to me, whenever I look at her, she looks like the better actress version of uh, of Liv Tyler. See, that's <laughs> so. kind of what I thought about Carrie Russell, but yeah. Michelle Moynihan or Monahan or whatever. I swear I've heard it pronounced really well Moynihan yeah. somewhere. But Are I... you sure you're not thinking of Bobby Moynihan from Saturday Night Live? Oh. Okay. Maybe no. so. Because they're spelled differently. All right. So okay, that's what I'm thinking of. For my next casting choice... I want you to go back to a time, and I want you to imagine James Cameron never existed, okay? 
Oh, no. Can you do that? Just tell me which Pretty Little Liars cast member it is. Go to hell. So for Thunderbolt Ross, I casted uh, Stephen Lang. Um, in particular, so Stephen Lang, he's got kind of a history of playing military-type mm-hmm. characters, and he can grow a mustache, but also... He's just a really great actor. Yeah. And I think that uh I think that he's got like that kind of headstrong look in his eye. I think and I think that that's important for this character like that that uh Honestly, I briefly considered just before we started recording. I was like, oh, do I want to go with Stephen Lang instead?" Yeah, yeah I, I and, and not to mention so he's worried about and he's not awesome. I'm not I'm not worried yeah. about it, but I think uh I think that Stephen Lang is uh he's got the dramatic chops. Mm-hmm. To pull off having a daughter who's involved in it and like weaving that kind of into the story more than uh, yeah, uh, what's his William name? Hurt. Did. William yeah, more than more than William Hurt did. Uh, um, yeah, he he was actually my pick to play Cable in Deadpool too. I oh, love very Stephen cool. Lang. Uh, so for Bruce Banner, uh, I picked Barry Pepper. Who uh, for okay. listeners you might know from Saving Private Ryan. You might know from The Green Mile. Um, you might he, know from saying lines like this. <laughs> so Barry Pepper, um, for me, he's got he's got kind of an everyman look, and I think that what's important for Bruce Banner is to mm. look like you wouldn't be a hero. And Barry Pepper doesn't look like a hero to me. You know, he's got kind you of hear a, that Barry, <laughs> you're no hero. <laughs> he's got kind of like a you know he's got kind of a skinny face, and he's got kind of a, a weaker type jaw. I mean, he's got like a strong jaw, but kind of a weaker type chin. He yeah. just doesn't look like an all American kind of bravado guy. He kind of faded a little bit too. Yeah, he I definitely did. He's he a was perfectly fine. Actor yeah, he's too. a late '90s, early 2000s actor, and then he uh, he kind of faded into obscurity. But I, I I think that he's perfect for for this kind of role. I could totally see that. Yeah. So that's mine. Is that dig doing that. something? No, you're good. Okay. Um, let's rate this let's bad, rate boy. bad boy. Um, I'm going to give this movie a 6 out of 10 because I, I just, like, knowing who directed it and stuff, I'm going in, going in with certain expectations, and it was perfectly fine for those expectations. It's got action. They introduce like enough like little Easter eggs and stuff of like Captain America. Mm -hmm. We get Tony Stark. It ties into that. It's not at all like a detriment to the MCU. Um, It's just not a great movie. So I think a six out of 10 is pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it a, uh, a five out of 10 because the, I kind of agree with you. It, there's nothing like just, that stands out as just really, really bad, but there's nothing that really stands out as really, really good. It is at best and at worst an average film. It is the most vanilla tasting MCU movie. There yeah. Is. It really so is. it is absolutely, yeah, absolutely dead set in the middle for me. Five out of 10. I like Thor, the dark world more than this movie. Merely because of Tom Hiddleston. I'm going to have to rewatch that one. I remembered this one a lot better than I remembered Thor the Dark World, though. Yeah. What about you, Jacob? Um, so I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 as far as, like, you know, as far as, as quality, Heart especially swallow. especially fitting into the MCU. It feels like a different <laughs> film series. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It feels like a like if had had they not thrown in, like, the Stark industry stamps and uh, had they not yeah. thrown in Tony Stark at the end, it they could have released it as its own series, and I would have had no idea. It's a little too close to like 
your Catwoman with Halle Berry, like it's kind of, or Daredevil yeah, with Ben yeah. Affleck. We'll, we'll say that, uh, like it's just. But uh, if you were born before 1970, then I'm going to rate it an eight and a half out of 10 because you get to see actors you haven't seen since the 1970s and 80s now. I forgot about his two scale system. You so you you and not to mention you get to sit and watch this movie with your kids and elbow them every ten minutes and say, <laughs> "Hey, hey, you didn't get that, did you? Because you don't remember this from back when shows were good and movies were good." See, now my dad was born in the '60s and he watched The Incredible Hulk growing up, and he and I watched this movie together and he didn't get anything but Lou Ferrigno, so. Hmm. He didn't even get the music. I got the music. Come on, Chris. <laughs> don't even show Bill don't talk for directly a to him. He doesn't listen to my podcast. <laughs> my dad doesn't give a shit about me. <laughs> if anything, that's more of a reason to talk directly to him. <laughs> Please, Dad. Let me come back in the house. And that, my friends, is the Incredible Hulk. That's the whole... That is the toughest Thing. MCU pill I'm going to have to swallow. Yeah, thankfully they get a lot better from yeah, here. Yeah, and this wasn't even like a bad movie. No, but they still get better. It, oh, but yeah, it was absolutely. but it was still kind of a slog to get through it. It like, wasn't yeah. quite an abomination. Get out. Uh, but it was like this big like just a okay movie. <laughs> uh, okay yeah. Ass. So, once again, sorry that it took us so long to uh, get a new episode released. Yeah, but, and, uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so we're back uh, next week. Yeah, welcome back, Iron Man Two. Yeah, it it feels good to be back. It Thank really God, does. yeah, I, I missed this. this. We looked Jinx at each other from across the room. I th- I thought it. I just didn't say it. Yeah, but <laughs> right. Um, so make sure make sure that you're searching our name on any social media you can find. Because I promise we have a presence on all of them, even if you, uh, even if we're at like the bottom of your search results. At SHF yep. Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, uh, superhero fatigue on Facebook. Please use the hashtag 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 SHF Podcast. We really want to hear from you guys. No one's ever used that hashtag. Please, dear God, um, etc. And what is the? Um, oh. My mind just went blank. Never mind. I don't, I don't know what I was going to say. But most importantly, we're back. We and we're back. not going anywhere. We promise. We'll be right back from the store. We're just going to get cigarettes. <laughs> Dad again? <laughs> Thank you so, so much for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.